Welcome to Fate Moon Archive, a podcast about waiting through 20 years of Type Moon. I'm your host, Fen, and joining me is... Joining you? I'm always here. I'm Ben Enns, and I'm the co-host of this podcast, not just visiting. And once again, joining us is the in the hollow mines is friend of the pod lauren i am visiting my name is lauren my pronouns are she her and why are you struggling with this so much (laughs) because what i always say and joining me is and joining me is oh i see and you just completely like yeah anyway (laughs) i need okay the other problem is that i reversed which side uh the notes are on and which side i have the like recording up on Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and so i was like having to look between the right side of my screen and then bend to my left Mm -hmm. and then like it just didn't it was not going great i just like to keep you on your toes fun anyway thank you for joining us once again lauren yes um i hope you're ready to talk about more hollow ataraxia because there's a lot of it i i love talking about holoraxia i i know that this has been sort of onerous for y'all but i'm i don't uh, think it's onerous okay well you told me you've been playing a video game for 12 hours and to me that sounds like a lot of work okay well i also did this pretty much every single time we did a a root of uh uh, tsukihime and i loved that so oh you know what fair enough um anyway sometimes you just want to sit down and play a lot of a vn i'm I do love Holoradexia. I'm still having a great time. I'm getting through stuff and I'm like, oh man, this scene again. And then I see all the stuff that I remember or that I forgot, forgotten. And I'm like, yes, this is what I like to see. Um, Holoradexia is always a saber-sized serving, uh, I will say. So it is a lot at times. But... It is a lot. It's like, it's, it's compared to like... It, it, so again, I never actually played Jigetsu Toya, but... I get the impression that Hollow Ataraxia is like several times the size of that game. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, as you may have surmised, today we are once again covering Hollow Ataraxia, a game with too many jokes, honestly. <laughs> uh, but first, we have a bunch of manga to cover as we sip tea or your caffeinated beverage of choice. It's your ET time. My caffeinated hey. beverage of choice is uh, iced coffee. I've had too much caffeine lately. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I'm trying to wean myself off of it. Uh, and so I didn't have caffeine for like the past two days, mm-hmm. but now it's back because mm-hmm. I didn't sleep well last night. I see. I made myself uh, some iced tea at home and I bought some lemonade. Uh, <coughs> sorry, sorry for branding. So I um got myself an. Ooh. Ooh. Wait, are you going to censor or two, Ben? I saw Fen put two markers down. <laughs> no, I put one down and, and wrote a note on okay. what the marker was for. I see. Um, uh, how much caffeine is in chocolate milk? Because <laughs> that's what I'm drinking right now. It's got it's a little like, bit, properly. Yeah, chocolate has more than zero, but less than enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I almost, if I had just a little bit more coffee, I would have made a like uh, iced coffee and uh, chocolate milk. Ooh, mix like a mocha like oh mocha. i love a mocha um but there was not enough coffee for me to do that and still have coffee to sip on and mm. so i was like i just desire the simple joy of coffee Terrible. do you like the coffee taste are you one of these yes, people it's great oh i can't drink coffee at all i can't drink 
like I can't eat a dark chocolate because it tastes too much, uh, too bitter and like coffee to me. So here's my problem. I don't know what's wrong with my brain. I love dark chocolate a lot, but I, the, the taste of coffee is just like bad to me. So if I have coffee, it has to be like a milk and sugar beverage. Yeah. Oh, that's fascinating. People, people are always like, Ben, try this coffee. You can't even taste the coffee. It's like, it's so like sweet and like delicious. And I'll try it. I'll be like that, that, blah. And then I'll put it down and be like, what do you mean? It tastes like coffee. Yes. This is the thing about any kind of drink person mm-hmm. is that they're like, you won't even tell. Like, it's so sweet and flavorful. And it's like, yeah, that's because it's sweet for coffee, which is not saying anything for people who don't drink coffee. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm no. normal about coffee. I, in the sense that I don't drink it with milk or sugar. I just, mm-hmm. I only ever drink it straight which is it's delicious it's tasty Ben's a very powerful fan (laughs) my wife drinks it with uh, no sugar but does need milk Ben I am entirely sympathetic to you I drink coffee but I have to like hide everything like I'm the same with alcohol Um, ever since Mm. college I was like I'm girly drinks or nothing or maybe like a lager but Okay, this is the thing. When I did drink, I don't anymore, but uh, I love just neat whiskey. This, this is, that is very fun to me. Like, unexpectedly mean, mature. <laughs> when I was a teenager. Wow! Wow, yeah. When I was a teenager or, like, in college, I definitely have, like, in my life, had, like, multiple shots of Everclear in an evening. And I'm just glad to not be doing that anymore because it sucks. Okay, that does sound miserable. Like, uh-huh. at least drink something tasty. So my logic at the time was it was a way to pace myself because I could be like, because it sucked. And the way that <laughs> that would be like, okay, I remember like intense discomfort at least three times previously. So even if I was like pretty drunk, I could be like keeping track of where I was. Mm-hmm. I anyway. <clears throat> never had alcohol before besides one sip of church sacramental church wine you're not missing anything yeah no i i feel like that was enough you know who has had alcohol is tosaka rin <laughs> oh did you get the um did you start doing I, the little drink bits i yes. didn't do the drink bits uh, so i can't really talk about them uh and also we have manga to cover before we get to those mm-hmm. uh do you want to talk about the movie yeah, let's oh, talk about Excalibur. I just figured y'all had seen it, and I was like, I wanted to watch it, and I've seen it before, and so I just watched it again with my wife the day afterwards, and... on Yeah, so uh, on one of our... Uh, what you... What, what, we don't have a regular schedule for this, but we sometimes do like crying rules server movie nights, mm-hmm. like watch parties. And uh, if someone suggested we watch Excalibur, which yeah, where, I think Mary was just, just like, "Hey, let's y'all want to watch this movie?" And people were like, "Yes." Nineteen eighty-one Excalibur, directed by John Borman, also known for Zardoz, which features um, Sean Connery in a uh, thong. Wow. All right. It's a sci-fi cult classic. This, okay. The Wikipedia page says based loosely on Lamorta Arthur. Mm-hmm. When 
I'm pretty sure in reality it is based on uh, the Once and Future King, which is T.S. Eliot, right? Uh, what? Is it, is it really? That doesn't sound like T.S. Eliot. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, King. T.H. White. T.H. White. Okay, I'm... <sighs> Very different. I... Yes. Uh... Yes, which is in turn based on La Morte Arthur, but it is a 1958 um, oh, collection of shorter novels published from 1938 to 1940. What is Excalibur? So, but uh, it is... Okay, so here's the thing. is uh, There are a lot of good parts of this movie, and I'm really grumpy about some of the changes that they made. <laughs> That's... That's fun. Um, I think it was a fun time. It's a yeah. fun, uh, like, retelling of the Arthurian myth. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was distracted for the first half. I can't believe they uh, stole Mordred's big moment at the end. Yeah. They swapped it. Um, Wait, what do you mean? Admittedly, Mordred was a big chump in this movie. But, yes. But oh, yes. The, the bit where... Uh, 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 Mordred ki- uh, stabs King Arthur with a spear, and then King Arthur like pulls himself up on the spear to kill Mordred. That was role reversed in uh, La Morte Arthur. Yes, ah. it is. Yeah. So Mordred got the cool, like, uh, like really cool final mo- movement thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But so I see exactly why you give that to the hero instead. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I mean, it's like the. Uh... One of the fun th- one of the things about Excalibur is that like it's very like uh, in in its time and place as like a fantasy film, mm-hmm. like it is extremely post Star Wars, mm-hmm. right? Like Star Wars happened. Stage actors, which is what? interesting. It's got a bunch of stage actors. Well, this was common in Britain. Um, yeah. there were a lot of like so like Patrick Stewart is in this, for example, as yeah. his first film, like a uh, like I think it's his first like um, film or television role, and. Um, I remember he- reading at some point, I think my, my wife was telling me about this, is that, like, he gave some interviews saying that, like, a lot of the, there were a lot of, like, uh, arts grants that, like, mm-hmm. uh, supported his, like, development as an actor, like, during that time, and a lot of them ended up getting axed under Thatcher, mm-hmm. um, and subsequent governments, uh, and you can kind of, like, and so there, there is this big like. There's a lot of like Shakespearean actors in this who are sort of like going into uh, theater or, or film. Um, another thing that's notable is that apparently a lot of there are a lot of Irish uh, actors. So there's a lot of Irish actors. A lot of apparently a lot of the um, the cast and like the extras were Irish. It's shot in Ireland, mm-hmm. and it was apparently uh, sort of picked up originally. This the development of this started as a Lord of the Rings uh, mm-hmm. huh. uh, adaptation. That's really funny. And I feel like that, like, if you watch it with that in mind, you can kind of see little bits there that are like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see that. Like, um, the bit where Arthur is, like, uh, surrounded by ghoulies for that little bit. It reminded me, uh-huh. it made me think of, like, the, the bit in the Jackson movies where, like, Frodo and so on are, like, in underground and uh-huh. the, uh, the ringmates or whatever are around. The guy who plays yeah. Merlin's great. He's yeah. also the most stage actor ass guy. I know it's so in good. The world, his like over his like uh, like diction is so good. Where it's like uh-huh. the uh-huh. yes. The thing I will say is that they they 
uh, incredible Merlin casting as and performance as just a weird little guy. It's just like a fun and funky guy, yeah. Wait. The eyes uh, of the dragon. <laughs> Speak it, the charm of making. Um, yeah, he's just a weird little freak. Yeah. Parentheses affectionate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you notice uh, there was a, this was the film debut of another well-known actor? Liam Neeson? Yes! Yeah. Oh, he was as, playing uh, my archenemy, Gwen, and I laughed when he died. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why is Gwen your archenemy? Because of fate. Don't worry about it. We'll get there. Okay, I see. He is, uh, Fen, who's my most hated knight of the round table? Gwen. Thank you. <laughs> it's true. This is, okay, this is also largely true of Arthurian myth. Is I that... love the Green Knight, which is about Gwen, because it was mostly about Gwen getting his ass kicked. Yes. <laughs> is that, like, uh, Gwen is, uh, someone made up a guy to get mad at, and that guy is Gwen. <laughs> I like how you're, you're saying, you're pronouncing it like, um, like Dwayne. Like Dwayne, yeah, uh-huh. Like, I, I, I only, I don't see too many people, I don't talk to too many people about, uh, like, Arthurian myths, so I just pronounce the, the first A a lot. Mm-hmm. Wait, so you say Gawain? I say I say Gawain, but like mm. I say it fast. Uh, this this is another funny Green Knight bit is that everyone in that movie pronounces his name differently, including Gerwin. <laughs> <laughs> Gerwin, yes, exactly. My favorite part about that is yeah. that the actor just started saying it that way, and the director was like, "Well, I guess." Yeah, go for it. Wait, is that what happened? Yes. Yeah, That's really yeah. funny. Fen read an interview where it's like, oh yeah, we didn't have any special insight into the pronunciation. <laughs> um, yeah, fun movie. Would yeah. recommend. Yes, yes. Very, fun very, very 80s, very like, 80s, very uh, like, uh, uh, like effects. And, oh yeah. yeah, really lush practical effects. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, there's some great, the whole bit with the, uh, uh, like, uh, knights hanging from the trees was really gross. That was mm-hmm. very cool. That was cool. Oh god, Mordred's little fancy boy armor is the it's so funny I've ever seen in my entire life. I was like, oh god, this is like both really funny, and if that came within a hundred feet of me, I would die of a heart attack. <laughs> like, there's so much in here. Like the, the that bit, the bit with the trees and like Mordred sitting there in the armor is just like this is like a Souls guy to me. Yes, yes. Right? Like, that armor is like, oh, I, I feel like I've seen that in, like... Yes, there is some armor in Dark Souls that I can, like, think of off the top of my head that I'm like, oh, this is abs... They absolutely watched Excalibur, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. I was I was wondering this. I was wondering, like... A, a, there was a Japanese release. I was curious about this. There was a, mm-hmm. I think there was a Japanese release because they found, like, a Japanese, like, poster for the movie. Hell yeah. So maybe maybe Nasu watched Excalibur, and this is where Saber came from. Wow. Who knows? During our watch party, I posited Fate's Day Night exactly the same, except for that Arthur was Saber, and all the other stuff still happened. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Turned it into a boys' love story. Oh. <laughs> Fate prototype. Hell yeah. Shoutouts. Um... Do you know uh, the the baby more not baby Mordred like young kid Mordred is the director's son? That's funny. Oh, Helen Mirren is also in this. <laughs> Helen right. Mirren is also in it. Yes, she is. Yes, um, that was the other one that I uh, knew. 
Yeah, it's Morgana. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good yeah, movie. Excalibur. Good movie. I don't have a lot to say about it, but it was very fun. Yeah. Ben, do you have specific time. complaints about uh, adaptational choices? Uh, the the giving Mordred's cool, I'm going to drag myself up on, on Arthur's spear because I hate him so much to stab him. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, um, that's the main one that is coming to mind. Mm-hmm. There was something else that I was like, hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. on... But it is not jumping to mind immediately. Yeah. Or right, it was. Uh, it was. Um, uh, the the thing that I like about, um, or one of the things that I really like about Lamar to Arthur is that the is that Gwen is the reason that oh. the the Arthur's kingdom falls is like kind of indirectly it is also like fundamentally like the greed of man and Mm -hmm. you know there's a bunch of other stuff going on but uh arthur had a good thing going and then the holy grail showed up and Gwen was like you know what we should do is go try to find that thing and then all of the other knights are like yeah that's a great idea what if we went and found that thing and arthur's like well i guess i'm just gonna sit here and not have any friends anymore and like we had a good thing going but now everyone's left Right, and this is more like he sends them all out because everyone's in a bad mood because of uh, Lancelot and Guinevere fucking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I then they all say, die. <laughs> they, they do, yeah. I want to say that the the weird-ass chromed-out bricks that they made uh, Camelot out of yeah. uh-huh. were weird and striking. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Merlin's hat fantastic what a weird hat isn't that like a druidy thing i forget exactly i believe it yeah that sounds right um yeah do we want to move on to i just pasted something in chat for a little bit farther but when we get to um We also read three, or depending on how you want to count, like two and a half volumes of uh, Yamaji Ebine manga. Yeah, it sounds right. For this Yuri Two Time. Uh, in chronological order, Love My Life, Indigo Blue, and Sweet Love and Baby. Ooh, I got it exactly opposite in our notes. All of which I believe at least love my life and sweet love and baby are jazz songs mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh and so i yeah i guess i don't yeah indigo blue is interesting because it stands apart from the other two in many ways mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh many ways aside from just being good um wow which <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait 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 whoa, whoa, maybe whoa. not to tip my hand too much but it, wait, you said indigo blue is the one that you like yeah i see okay this and is that's surprised that that would stood out for you liked. yeah um um i like all of them for different reasons mm-hmm. um, they're yeah. different uh, they all have the i clocked uh this like before even i got to the part where it started being about like writers and people who went to writing school i was like this is by someone who went to like writing school right it has sort of like a literary kind of like feel to it and uh yes yes certain way. uh if as someone who took writing classes in my art college people who 
took writing classes in their art college love nothing more than writing about writing <laughs> classes in their art college. Uh, this is a tale as old as time. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. It's got a reading, literary fiction vibe. Okay. More reading, than a lot of manga that I've read. Reading all three of these in a row was like. Wow, you really do just have like one plot that you keep going back to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, which is starting with "Sweet Love and Baby" uh, was a bad introduction for me because I am someone who's very down on um, very down on one shots, mm-hmm. and then especially uh, especially single author one shots where you don't have a variety of writing slash drawing styles Mm -hmm. um the for me at least uh and it is true of this collection of what has been translated um the like artifice of it becomes very clear of like Mm -hmm. you don't have very long you have you know most of them are like 18 or 20 pages the first one is um like 50 i think yeah um but you have to set up a relationship very quickly. And so you rely on stock characters and like tropes and archetypes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that you don't have to like have fully developed characters because you, you want to do something interesting with them. Yeah, yeah. And I just, yeah. I, mean, I think like that this is much. where the sort of literariness comes in. And also, I mean, so you're, you're saying that like it uses one plot, but I guess I would, uh, I sort of think of that as like it's a very focused. Um, and it comes at uh, similar kinds of questions in very different ways. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, it so often be- comes down to, uh oh, a hot butch just showed up. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> yes. Sometimes, yeah. And like, so there's a lot of like, a lot of it is like anxieties about lesbian relationships, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like the like the the unique ways in which they can be like either stable or not. Um, and so, like, I guess for me, thinking about, like, in particular, the, um, the titular story in Sweet Love and Baby, and then, um, Love My Life and Indigo Blue all sort of have, like, especially, they're these sort of, like, questions of, like, anxieties about how do I relate to, you know, other women? What does that mean to me? Like, am I a lesbian or not? Like, what is, how do I understand that question? Um... And especially if you read some of, like, the uh, the authors afterwards, there's, mm-hmm. uh, you can see that there's, like, I'm, and this is sort of where it comes in from, like, the, the writing school bit, right? Like, somebody who is trained as a writer, and someone think, basically, a lot of these are setups of, like, you know, pieces about which the, to sort of think about a problem, mm-hmm. right? And so, like, the, the plots are maybe not as dynamic as something like, um, I don't know. Uh, even though we're adults or something like that. But um, there's also a lot of more like uh, I'm I'm thinking about like the way there's a lot of like introspection um, and a lot of like the the presentation of the work as a like something for the reader to be thinking about. So like in the second uh, chapter of I think it's the second one. Uh, the chapter of Sweet Love and Baby, I think, is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So rain was falling. Um, it's pretty short. It's 16 pages. And it's 
<clears throat> mostly just like a a short little vignette, like a, a woman who's sort of sitting there in the rain, depressed, and uh, another woman sort of uh, a hot butch shows up, um, and uh, basically put, gives her an umbrella and invites her home, uh, and there is a neat little bit where you know they introduce each other. She talks about like. You know, hey, you seem really cool. Um, don't you think I'm weird? And then the other person, the, the butch show, says like, no, it's fine. And then she looks at the this painting on the on her wall, which I thought was really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Put it in here. Right, right. Yeah, this one is the one of the the of Sweet Love and Baby that probably stuck out the most for me. Was that was the like rain one. Yeah, right. And it's like it's this uh this little painting on her wall where it's basically like a woman like who's attached to these like bad looking like the these chairs that look like they suck. Um mm-hmm. with like either some kind of like fabric and or something else. And she looks like uncomfortable but and is like sort of being displayed in this way and they both just sort of are like sitting there like talking about the painting and I think it's sort of and it's sort of interesting to me is like you know, because it's basically this woman who's like tied into a an environment and can't really like you know she's she's sort of stuck there and it's a kind of like an uncomfortable way and they're sort of sitting there looking at the painting thinking about like you know what a, like the sort of the the subjectivity of like am I am I like broken for not fitting into the like the mold of someone who's attracted to men and being able to have like a normal life, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know. That that's one of the things that I kind of like about it. I I do enjoy these kinds of like things as well. I because I don't know if I call it like Yuri exactly, but it kind of is and kind of isn't in certain ways. Mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's a little too uh, real to be Yuri. Yes, you know. What right. I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's less like here's a fantasy thing and more like here's like thinking through reels like, maybe not the right word but like uh mm-hmm. it, a, a, a little too literary I guess. Yeah. No, and I mean I think that's I like that a lot. I like um I yeah, I don't know that real isn't the right word or uh, it it's is more like, abstract. Um yeah. What's the word I'm searching for? Like um yeah, it is uh, interested in re- rank. Yeah, maybe it's mm-hmm. or like, rank. yeah, interested in like the reality of queerness mm-hmm. yeah. in a way that a lot of Yuri hand waves. Yeah, right, yeah. right. and like, even like even ones that don't right where, um, where they talk directly about like um, you know, issues with um, you know, facing you know queer people like. Uh, I don't know what's one that we've all read. Green Tea Bitch. Mm-hmm. Right? Where there's this whole sort of like coming out drama and, uh, you know, there's a confrontation with homophobia and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, I think is like, yeah, so that's a, it's, it's interesting for me to, to read and, you know, parse through. Yeah. But this sort of comes at it from a different direction and it's a lot more like, uh, sort of introspective. Um, and like so, like I guess I just want to talk. I guess like a, briefly about the uh, the first story, just because it has like the most like uh, in Sweet Love and Baby, because um, it has like the most uh, 
of this, I guess, going on, where basically there is a a woman who meets two older women in, like, a store. There's, like, a little, I don't know, meet cute or whatever, and she finds out that they're a lesbian couple, and they go hang out, and they start hanging out a lot. Mm-hmm. And essentially the, the arc of the story is, like, you know, she starts reeling the, realizing that she is not interested in, like, having her friends set her up with a guy, and she come, becomes more and more comfortable with these, um, her, like, lesbian friends, and one of the things that I like about it is that, like, there's a bit where, um, uh, like, Kyo and, uh, Rei are chatting, because the other one, uh, Magobi, is off doing something else, and she's telling Rei, like, oh man, it's so nice that you guys have this, like, you guys are so great together. You have, uh, you really have the ideal relationship. You're mm-hmm. equals. It isn't one of you depending on the other. You can speak your minds and you accept each other, warts and all. And then, while this conversation is happening, uh, it sort of cuts into a different conversation between the two, um, the the existing couple, where like the other one of them is like a writer and is saying like, I'm gonna, you know, I'm thinking about like going and getting married to a guy to have like the experiences of a uh, a married heterosexual woman and, like, the other woman saying, like, what are you talking about? Please don't do this. And then it's cutting back to this whole thing about, like, this other, the, the younger one sort of, you know, feeling this sort of way about the their relationship that she doesn't really know all the dynamics of. This is um, something, uh, this story in particular is something, uh, this is like a plot line that comes up a couple of times. Yeah, I was about, about to or say. In different, right? in different ways, like, right? And it's not like they do the same thing. Um, well, this is what I was going to say. Is it's that an anxiety. This, this is something up. that... This is something that makes this both feel from uh, the like writing style feel very familiar and alien to me, right? Because like, like I said, I did a little bit of writing classes in college, and I'm a writer, you know what I mean? But the the and then at the same time, this idea of like people uh, trying to have experiences in order to like fuel their writing is so alien to me as a writer because that's just not how I process stories at all you know what I mean you're telling me you're not going to go and be a a maid in a haunted mansion yeah no uh (laughs) just like a general like um I kind of live a pretty like sheltered life you know what I mean I don't get out much and don't go on adventures so the idea of like doing anything in order to like gather material for a story is so strange to me you know what i mean it's like it's a very different kind of writer who i saw a lot of in college you know what i mean i was Mm -hmm. like oh yeah uh we're very different you and i (laughs) you know what i mean so it's 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 interesting to run into here because i feel like it is a preoccupation with a certain type of like uh high literary writers you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Right. But I mean, in this case, in all the ways in which it comes up here, it's really as this sort of, like, displaced thing that is, like, an intrusion upon, mm-hmm. like, a like a romantic intimacy, right? Yeah, like, yeah. that's really what's happening here is the, the one woman is like, I am going to leave, and she, like, exits the narrative, really. And yeah. the, the focus just to the other two who sort of, like, together, like, sort of grieve their loss and, you know, uh, you know, become closer. Yeah. Um, and in, uh, like, in, uh, in Indigo Blue, right, like, you have, um, what's her name, T- Tamaki? I, I I'm bad with names. Uh, and these are very short stories, so none of the names um, stuck. 
But yeah, so I think it's I think her name is Taki. But yeah, it's an anxiety that the the editor that the uh, main character gets into a relationship with has. Right, it's like oh, to her before. Right, like oh, I'm not gonna get involved with you. You're one of these people who's just like I'm looking for. um, You're a you want to have like lesbian experiences to expand your your breadth as a writer and like a tourist, a lesbian tourist. Exactly. (laughs) This yes, it feels like. Yamaji either had this happen to her or knows someone who had happened to yeah. her. Uh, the the like frequency with which it comes up. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or even just had someone in a writing workshop like do this to someone. And yeah. It's like fascinated yeah. with it ever since. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I think I can sort of understand it as like a like a focal point for a certain set of like questions around sexuality, right? Yeah. Like if you're sort of in a marginalized sexuality you're going to have people who sort of like come in and out as like you know a um like a tourist kind of situation yeah. and like that that anxiety can show up and like for a writer i can see how like this particular kind of like expression of that would sort of form a like the the foundation around which to think about lots of other questions about like identity right yeah um, yeah i I, I like these stories. There's some really striking lines occasionally that I think are really excellent uh, oh, yeah. throughout them. Uh, I don't like the way the art style at all. Oh, I really like it a lot. It's it's yeah, very like... It's one of those things that just like, it doesn't click with me, but I'm like, oh, this is really interesting looking. It's just not my... Uh, I just am not connecting with it on it, the level. It is interesting. I get it. Like, it's running in a Jose magazine mm-hmm. um, and like around or i think all of these are like 2000 between 2000 and 2005 Mm -hmm. so like you don't have the same digital tools that current mangaka have access to Mm -hmm. so like yeah you need to get 16 pages out monthly drawing probably by hand without an assistant so you have a very it's just a very different right it's a different style too like it shows up on dynasty scans it's tagged as non-moe art yeah. Which yeah. is uh, it's definitely non moe art. One but of the smaller like, tags. It also looks like a like fashion illustration to me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like Absolutely. Kobe Nikki gets in that direction sometimes, but so, it's a little bit more. Funnily uh, enough, most of these ran in the same magazine. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. Like, yeah. This is like a Ikoku Nikki is like a middle ground between like a more traditional, tradition modern like uh, style of how uh, manga gets drawn, and something like this, which does. Like, I knew a bunch of fashion people in college, too. This looks like the stuff that they were drawing. Mm-hmm. You know? Which is interesting and not, not bad. I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad in any way, you know what I mean? It's just uh, not the kind of art that I draw, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so this stuff is interesting, you know? I uh, I did... It felt more It felt more akin to something like uh, when we read The Girl in the Flammable Skirt than a lot of other stuff we cover on your AT time. So this is the thing for me is that I guess, and maybe this is just on me, but Indigo Blue is the one of these where I was like, oh, the writing's really good. (laughs) And the rest just kind of washed over me. The the rest is in like the content of the thing? As in, yeah, Sweet Love and Baby and Love My Life. Oh, the other two didn't really like. I really liked Love My Life. Um, In Love My Life, I really love the bits at every beginning chapter where she's like, Hi, you can look at me doing this in the corner over here. You know yeah. what I mean? That uh-huh. was really cute. Yeah, I, I like those. Those little bits are kind of interesting. I guess we can uh-huh. 
talk about Love My Life right now, I can sort of give a background of what it is. And like, um, it actually is a movie adaptation um, that I'm curious about. <laughs> really? Yeah. Um, so I Love My Life. It has like a. It has like a narrow like a through line that you could turn into a movie really interesting or really like easily it feels mm-hmm. like right i mean you could do the same thing with indigo blue probably if you want to yeah 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 um yeah so love my life is sort of a it's a fun like i i think it's sort of like an interesting concept it's something that you can kind of tell someone who's like this is a neat concept and i want to see where it goes um because it goes sort of like in various different ways but the the premise is there is a a girl who is um, like the, the very beginning is like one of these pages. It's like, hi, I'm, uh, Ichiko. And, you know, this is, here's a photo of my mom. She died when I was little, but she was great. And this is my dad. He's cool. He's a translator. Uh, I'm doing great. I recently, I fell in love, but it's a girl. What am I going to do about this? And so she introduces, she's talking about like, oh, I'm going to introduce my, my, uh, dad to, to my, my girlfriend. And, uh, you know, she does, and he's like, oh, okay, they, they both bond over being into, like, you know, uh, underground lit or whatever, like, literature, because he's like, translates um, books about, um, what is it, they, like, uh, punks and gay junkies or something. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and she's, like, a lesbian, and she's sort of, like, a, um, like, a law student, but is also into, like, you know, uh, other kinds of literature and afterwards uh, her father when her, her and her father are going home after meeting her girlfriend her dad is like turns out uh, I guess I should tell you this now I might as well uh, me and your mother were in a lavender marriage um, I'm gay and your mother is a, was a lesbian um, uh, and so like there's like a fun little like uh, set of like faces that they make like when the uh the dad first meets sees the uh the girlfriend's uh he makes a sort of like really shocked expression and then when she finds it when the when Ichiko finds out that her dad was gay she makes basically the same expression again mm-hmm. sort of a fun little resonance and then like the the rest of it sort of proceeds like uh he um or in the second chapter I think she meets his uh his boyfriend her dad's boyfriend and they're like this is weird, but that's okay. I'm probably not going to talk to you again, and that's cool. Um, then I think, like, the third chapter, he's she... He's a little meaner about it than that. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a little bit, like, I I don't really want to know like, you that well, but... Uh, and I don't really care, like you. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, you're a reminder of something that, like, my... Like, of a side of my partner that I don't want to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, the third chapter, I think she, like... Her and her girlfriend are on the beach, and they come across the woman who she, her father told uh, her was her mom's girlfriend, who is, like, now dating her dad's college teacher, which is sort of funny. Um, and so there's a lot of, like, I don't know, there's a lot of nice little chats about, like, yeah, like, a lot of, like, sort of musings about relationships, right? And, like, mm-hmm. what was their sort of, like, romantic situation, you know, they... You know, they were gay, a gay man and a lesbian woman, so they weren't, like, able to, like, find that kind of, like, connection in their actual marriage. So they each had, like, partners on the side, but that doesn't mean that they didn't, like, you know, love you as their child and, like, they didn't care about each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a fun sort of anxiety where it's, like, it's something that could be, like 
cool to find out, but of course it's not actually not because your parents were like covering up stuff right. and it throws her into this like uh weird melancholy that she doesn't really get why she's feeling it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right. It was really fun. And then it gets sort of mirrored in this interesting way later on where she has like her friend at school who is a gay guy and they and like then she thinks like, oh, it'll be easier and we can like not worry about people spreading rumors about us if we pretend we're in a relationship. And then like she meets a woman who has a crush on the the gay guy she's pretending to be in a relationship with. And there's like a whole thing where like she feels bad about it. Mm-hmm. And uh when they explain the situation to her, she's think the this other woman thinks like I guess that's okay if I feel a little bit better that like there isn't going to be, like, another woman who's competing for him. Like, I'm not going to lose to a woman or something. Which is sort of, like, uh, resonates with some stuff from earlier, where, like, number one, you talk about uh, Ichiko saying, like, I don't have... Talking to other people saying, oh, I'm happy with my my idol Maxwell, who is just, like, an R&B singer, which is sort of funny. It's funny to think about, like, Americans being described as idols. Um, But also, this question... There was a... um, uh, her talking to her dad about meeting his boyfriend and her telling her dad, like, you know, it's interesting. Like, I don't feel like, um, any like, you know, negative tension with the idea that you have a boyfriend because I don't think any of them are going to come in and try and assert themselves as my mom. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there's like, I, I felt like there was a sort of interesting resonance there between those two things and these sort of like, the way that Ichiko sort of like is carrying these ideas forward and sort of encountering them in, in different forms and other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know how much I, 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 so I thought a lot of that was kind of interesting where it sort of like layers on this kind of like, um, thoughts about like, you know, heterosociality in like for, for gay people. Um, yeah, it's it's the kind of thing where I find a lot of it like intellectually interesting, but doesn't resonate with me personally. You know what I mean? Which doesn't like make it like bad or anything like that. It makes it the the so that I'm seeing through everything from a remove because I don't really find any of the like situations to be like personally relatable either to me or the stuff that I'm interested in writing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, I mean, this is sort of the way that I approach like a literary short story collection. Yeah. 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 That's what. And, like, yeah. And to me, like that's I, I love it. Um, I'm I'm all about that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, I um, thought the stuff was interesting. And then I guess Indigo Blue. I mean, Ben, you kind of enjoyed that. Do you want to mention it at all, or do you want to? I can talk a little bit about that too. Let's see. Yeah. What'd you like about it, Ben? Um. Well, okay. So it is interesting, and I don't. Yeah, it is interesting that. It... Indigo Blue is the one of these three that is not very focused on, uh, like, American media <laughs> or yeah. or Western media in general. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the um, like, uh, The Rain is Falling or whatever the name of that short story was mm-hmm. in English in uh, Sweet Love and Baby is like, oh, yeah, that's about... That it, that feels like it is about a painting mm-hmm. and then the story was built around that painting um mm-hmm. uh and similarly like both sweet love and baby and love my life 
are oh that was a song that you liked and so you built a story around that song mm-hmm. or was inspired by that jazz song mm-hmm. um and so it was like indigo blue is interesting because it doesn't have any of that stuff because it's built around a fictional story <laughs> yes <laughs> um mm-hmm. yeah i think it it uh <laughs> NTR continues to be the best, Yuri. What can I say? <laughs> I, this is what um, I was going to say. I, I knew. man has logged on. Oh, uh, one thing that I just remembered about Sweet Love and Baby that I thought was funny. I, I, or, I'm sorry, Love My Life that I thought was funny that I wanted to mention real quick before we move on. Uh, there's a bit at the end where, uh, towards the end, the, the, the Ichiko's, like, GF is studying for law and, like, her legal exams, and they're, like, separated for an extended period of time. And, like, partially and like part of the what happens there is her dad is like hey i know there's some kind of translation work going why don't you try and like you know partially like i guess to distract her from like feeling lonely and also like well he's like he says to her here's a collection by a lesbian american lesbian author why don't you try translating some of it and like make sure to do as good a job as you can and what she finds out is that her dad basically handed her some lesbian erotica to like tide her over while her GF is like studying for exams. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I just thought was very funny. Um anyway, sorry to interrupt. No, yeah, that's uh Yeah, I think Indigo Blue uh reminded me at least some some parts of it are are reminiscent of or you could say the opposite is true um of the summer you were here or there um Hmm. in that the uh like non-conversation monologue or narration feels very much like a novel yeah um because it is a story about a novel uh or a novelist writers love to write about writing yes um but it like this is the one of the three where, like, the prose really got to me. I was like, ooh, I would love to, to read this in Japanese. And just, like, uh, uh, even in translation, it feels, yeah, it's it's well written. And, like, I like uh, I like how, how the words feel. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is also, I don't know that I would say it's, like, the prettiest of the three. But there are some very, some very good paneling. Mm-hmm. Um, the art is definitely the most. It feels like the most like intricate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. I I really enjoyed this. Uh, and it is also about like deep melancholy about relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love in a way that I really love. I love when pride comes before a big win. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this girl being like, it's gonna go great. <laughs> I'm gonna, no I'm gonna, gonna try and like, me. yeah. Do, do you want to like talk about what, what the the premise is? Uh yes. So this novelist is dating her editor. Always a good and idea. Never a good idea. Um, <laughs> always a good idea, fan. Pride comes before a big win. Yeah. Uh, and um, she has a friend who's an illustrator mm-hmm. who she hangs out with, who has the same editor. Oh, is Just that the connection? Okay. Mm-hmm. He knows of this guy. Um uh yeah, and uh while she's hanging out with him, uh he has a daughter named Mario. Uh Mario. 
Uh, while she's hanging out with him, uh, they run into... Oh no, a hot butch appears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a fan of her work, who happens to be a hot butch. Um, also an editor. Also an editor, yes. Uh, and they, or, uh, it's love at first sight for both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she proceeds to, uh, date both the the both of the editors the one who is editing her work and the one who is a fan of her work Mm -hmm. uh until because she's trying to find the right time to break up with the guy but also is uh like still connected to him in a way that she can't quite let go of you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and right there's a lot of like there's a good line there's a bit that fan posted in the uh the the discord uh the long passionate kiss he gave me roused my pity yeah that's yeah a great, great page um oh right and uh the the woman that she's in love with uh is has been burned before by like lesbian tourism you know what i mean mm-hmm. so she's really really hesitant to start a relationship with this girl so the girl uh lies and says that she broke up with her boyfriend already mm-hmm. but she did not mm-hmm. so that they can get together you know yeah and then gets caught out in it and dumped instantly. Right. Stone cold dumping. Yep. To be fair, she deserved it. She, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a good, like, sometimes you just keep digging a hole and you're like, it's fine. The hole's not that deep. I can get out of it at any time. And then, like, the hole gets deeper and deeper and deeper. You mm-hmm. know? So that's like a really good vibe from this. Yeah, I'm trying to find um, like the, the like meta narrative is very is like interesting, but also kind of uh funny in the way that meta narratives are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where people are like, "Oh yeah, this story you're writing yourself." This is what I mean. Like, it's heightened in the way that literary fiction is heightened in a way that like feels relatable, but also isn't always like actually realistic. It's more like uh, more like a oh, this feels like something that would happen more than it feels like something that did happen. Right, and I mean, like, if you look at the, like, it's definitely the kind of thing that the author sort of wrote to, like, try and process certain sets of feelings, right? Like, it, yeah, like yeah, yeah. The, oh, yeah. The, uh, there's, like, a bit at the end that I'm trying to pull up right now. Uh, yeah, here we go. There's the, the author's note at the end. Um, but I've been thinking for a, quite a while uh, that what I needed to write, um, that I, excuse me, I'm sorry, I've been thinking for quite a while that I needed to write a more mature story, but kept putting it off, always telling myself I wasn't capable of it yet. When I completed my work before this one, Love My Life, the person in charge of my work requested that I do a, a story in which the protagonist is an adult woman, and in which men play a larger role. And I realized that time had come, I needed to challenge myself. That was how Indigo Blue came into being. I can't be sure whether people will interpret this as a mature story, but I'm satisfied just knowing that I created something I didn't think I could that made me happy. Mm-hmm. Why is Rutsu atta- attracted to Tamaki, and why isn't she satisfied with her relationship with Ryuji? That question popped up over and over again as I was drawing Indigo Blue, and it can be phrased as, what are Tamaki and Ryuji to Rutsu? Uh, this question is tied to into the questions of why I wanted to write about love between women and why I couldn't express the concepts I wanted to if I were to write about love between a woman and a man. Mm-hmm. There may not have been any answers to these questions, and yet I can't help pondering them. My manga are the fruits of, these self- of this self-questioning process. Yeah, I would say, I, I do agree, love my life. The character feels very, like, innocent and childish in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I totally get that. She's, like, she barely knows why she does anything. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And her yeah. her narration is mostly her being like, I don't know why I do anything, you know? Well, I mean, I think it kind of changes throughout the story. Like, at the beginning, at the very beginning, she says, I'm in love with someone, and that person happens to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, And mm-hmm. then later on, she's like, I used to think that it didn't matter if the person I was in love with mm-hmm. was a woman or not, but I've come, I've come to the conclusion that that's just not true. Um, and I guess I'm a lesbian then. So what, do I, what does that mean? Um, yeah. And so, like, um, but at the beginning, she does have this sort of, like, ingenue quality, and it doesn't totally go away. No. But um, it's definitely, I can definitely understand. She figures out a little bit, but her, like, tone of voice is the same, I guess is what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, like, yeah, Rutsu is definitely a lot more of, like, a, a starts a story as sort of, like, a mature adult woman and sort of ends it in the same way. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I found the uh, the nice, the, the bit of... um. The, the title drop in Indigo Blue, which I thought was a really nice bit of prose, oh, which is from the, the novel within the comic. Um, but wise hands stained my college student's body. The darkness of the night was stained with the deep, deep indigo blue that clung to wise fingers. Why being yeah. the, the anonymous romantic partner. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good, uh, like, editor uh, hit the nail on the head mo- moment for me where the guy was, like, uh, about that story was, like, you were kind of, like, doing a trick to, like, not reveal the care- the person's gender. And I don't think you need to, like, do tricks like that. You should just say whether they're gay or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah, that's that's a real, like, editor moment. You're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she tried to pull a Nasu there, like, with uh-huh, a, a, uh-huh. a, a shiki. Uh, it is also funny that uh, she says, oh, I would never just be like uh, using people for uh, material for my stories and then proceeds to write the book of the story that she is experiencing. Yes. Right. Yeah, exactly. She says it's not. Yeah. But like... She says it's not. And I'm like, you're so full of shit. <laughs> it is funny that this also happens at the end of Love My Life, where the uh, the romantic partner ends the it, she finishes law school and then like submits a uh like a story or something to some I think she drops out of law school doesn't she yes yeah she never finishes that uh, she said something like uh i think she's finished it was with easy it, compared never... to like the law school exam or something like that i forget yeah. she had a long it's... series of exams and said she was dropping out yeah okay. it's like they're they're apart for like two months when it was actually going to be like a year and a half or something yeah uh-huh. That's probably that makes a lot of sense. Oh, I, honestly, I want to say, um, as someone who did a long distance relationship for six years while I was doing my PhD, uh, I definitely certain like feelings arose <laughs> about that kind mm-hmm. of like discussion about two months. Um, this okay, yeah. The thing there for me is like, oh, you you two are still in college. Like, yes, they're yeah. The, uh, like, obsession with uh, this is the only relationship that I have that will ever matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I need to cling to it. And, like, well, yeah, sure, I don't if, think that's if, you can, if you can do not seeing your girlfriend for a year and a half and then at the end of that still be in love, more power to you. Mm-hmm. But, like, also just realize that, like, maybe you two had a good thing going and then not spending a year and a half together means that you fell in love with someone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, and that's something that's like in the comic though, right? Like, yeah, she talks to like her dad and like Taket Chan and like a couple other people. And they're like, yeah, I mean, if that's too much and it's 
then you don't want to deal with it, then you have to go do something else. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because you people do that. Yeah, she thinks she she says to her dad like I think it's over, and then they get back together because her girl gave up on. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. showing her father and decided yeah. to be a writer instead. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yes. It, the funny part there is like, oh, she tells her dad it's over because she can't accept that her girlfriend isn't going to give up on being a lawyer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then her girlfriend does what she wants and she's like, okay, never mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, I also want to point out that there's, we haven't mentioned this at all, but there's a lot of, like, titty content and, like, mm. fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, I did mean to bring this up, and thank you, Lauren, for doing so. Uh, all three of these are very focused on sex mm. as being... Uh, I don't know about the main part of, but certainly, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, very focused on the sexual aspect of being a lesbian mm-hmm. and like that being there's some, yeah, there, there is uh discussion about love, but there's a lot of sex that happens. Yeah, there's a lot of sex that happens. There's a lot of just like hanging out with your partner while you're topless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Um, and, uh, look, there's, there's also a fun little bit where, uh, with, uh, Take-chan, the, uh, the, uh, Ichiko, in, in Love My Life, the protagonist's, like, uh, male gay friend, who's, like, got dumped by his boyfriend for not fucking enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, I also, there, there's enough of this that, like, there's, in addition to the, uh, the Lilylicious, um, translator group, um, advertisement, Lilylicious, may its fragrance encompass you. There is also the uh, mature content warning of with, with a, a little anime girl saying, "Oh my god!" with periods <laughs> after each word, like it's the the um, uh, what is it called? I forget the name of the song. The uh, I like big butts song. Um, <laughs> and warning, and then a big warning about like uh contains mature content by proceeding blah 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 in a very like mm-hmm. this was mm-hmm. done in like 2005 kind of way mm-hmm. yeah it, it feels exactly like reading like some like uh, some like ff.net like smut like having <laughs> like mature war- content warnings at the beginning very mm-hmm. funny to me mm-hmm. okay yeah. yeah well i i hope it wasn't uh too weird but this is these are some of my favorites i really like i don't um, think they're weird i'm that's what i like about them i like that they're weird um i like that they're weird and kind of literary and sort of indulgent in that very specific way um Mm. it's very fun for me i guess i wouldn't i wouldn't say that it they're different doesn't feel weird to me i this feels familiar in a a, oh i thought you said i thought you said they're weird did i say that i think you said okay my mistake then um or at least like a Different from or, the usual, like, Yuri thing. There, it's not. Yeah, you're very different than, like, a, the usual Yuri tea time fair. Yeah. For sure. Yes. Mm-hmm. We have to do a Yuri tea time on Octave at some point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you do. Uh, we mentioned it on our inaugural Yuri tea time episode. I don't think that we've actually done a deep dive on, like. There's also, I did just uh, catch up to um, 
what was the what was what's that other one even though we're adults mm-hmm. um, yeah. you have to do we should do your et time on that at some point too you should it will force me to finally read even though we're adults uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, wait uh-huh. that have you not been reading that i have not <laughs> i haven't either i just picked it up the other day <laughs> I okay. To be fair, I've I've been in a real like uh, not reading very much manga recently. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even though adults is like high on my list of stuff I know, to I was get also to, kind of taken aback when I when I mentioned it to Fen. Fen was like, "Oh yeah, I haven't read that yet." <laughs> like, I I mean, this is I guess maybe my prejudice here is it's like, I mean, you know, you you know what the premise is, right? No. I told you what it is. Okay. So Fen did not know what the premise is, so Fen did not know that it's NTR is the best Yuri. Yes. Okay, well, yes. So there, there is, uh, I'll say, plot-critical uh, cheating. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I don't need to, like, I don't need to be sold on it more. Okay, I, need I, I was saying, I was surprised to... that you hadn't, because, like, it, yeah, it was, yeah. because of my prejudices and, and ideas about the kinds of things that you like. I read that and a couple other things. I read, uh, I caught up on, or, or I read through what's out of uh, She Loves to Cook and She Loves to Eat, which is a Yuri manga that's been going around as like a, a wholesome, sweet romance uh, that is absolutely like crypto pervert uh, <laughs> Yuri manga. I didn't, in a way I, that I, I started reading it and I just, it didn't really grab me. No, I, I didn't, wasn't really like uh, caught by it either, but like. The sheer, like, the absolute percentage of it that is devoted to a large husky girl close up eating enormous amounts of food with her highly detailed mouth has been going like, are you sure this is as wholesome as you were, as, like, people on Twitter are saying that it is? I always find that stuff very funny. (laughs) This is the thing, is that there are a lot of wholesome, quote-unquote wholesome things Mm -hmm. that if you don't have a pervert's eye look wholesome that are made by the most deranged perverts this isn't like that far down the the road of uh, extreme perversion but it's definitely like oh you you okay you have like a feeder thing huh mm-hmm. okay that's fine it's not my vibe but i'm glad you're having fun yeah and i mean like i'm a, I'm a big fan of i think uh, I, I am sort of end up more towards a lot of the the wholesome type things or whatever like uh-huh. at least like the I think I mentioned before that when I when I look at like when I go on Tumblr and I look at like the uh, all of the weird brackets that people end up doing, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I find there is are things that like I like a lot and <laughs> don't end up getting talked about as much on the server. Um, uh huh. Yeah, like like uh like bloom into you is a good example of that, right? Well, that's like the classic one where like everybody's yeah. overexposed to that now and whatever. Uh-huh. But uh, also like um like hello melancholic is a big one. I liked that a lot. Yeah, I liked that at the time when I read it like years ago. I see, I see. No, so that was old news for you about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think hello melancholic was like one of the first Yuri that I read. Oh wow! Okay, mm-hmm. nice. Um, um, I, I mean, uh, yeah. so also, well, yeah, one thing that I wanted to mention that I think we, we talked about a little bit on the Discord and I wanted to sort of elaborate on here. We were, Finn, you were talking about like the, um, the one shot thing where there's a lot of like, um, it's sort of hard to carry it through and it doesn't sort of st- stay in your head a little bit. Is that sort of my, my, yeah, it's, uh, often I think. And this ties into a little bit our conversation about Ilya last time, mm-hmm. uh, is that the artifice of it 
is front of mind. And like mm. I can't uh I can't get to the point where I care about characters because the thing top of mind is like, oh yes, this is this type of character, this is this type of character, here's the thing that you're trying to do. Um as opposed to just reading and enjoying it. Yeah. And the yeah, the like short nature or and and uh particularly in Sweet Love and Baby it is like, oh, right, uh, you have particular things that you're interested in. Uh, there's always going to be a short-haired butch. Um, and you are just going to draw, like, rough, like, very similar-looking characters. Um, yeah, like the... Um, the over and over. The again. boyfriend, the, the male editor in um, Indigo Blue looks a lot like... Um, uh, what's her name? The the GF's ex in uh, Sweet Love and Baby, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for example. This is an interesting bit because, like, um, I wrote a lot of like short form uh, erotica for a while uh, that uh, I don't really like like anymore because I feel like I fell into a pattern of very like characters without names who are one of us like a set of characters and just combined in a unique single scene or something mm-hmm. like that you know what i mean lots of not all erotica but just like short fiction that was very like mass appealing because mm-hmm. you can when something is that short you can read a lot into it without having to uh confront uh, a character's more more complex psychology mm-hmm. and i i think that uh the uh Aside from whichever one of these was a short story collection, I feel like the characters are pretty complex. That they don't mm-hmm. run into this like personal like uh, annoyance that I have because because again, I had a lot of people who liked my work a lot back then who won't give me the time of day anymore because what they were actually doing was reading and like imagining uh, their perfect scenario, not actually caring about my work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have a personal like hang up about short uh short stuff that doesn't with unnamed characters uh especially so i have uh, a question for for either for both of you i guess have you ever seen or read any of uh yuri espoir the e-s-p-o-i-r it is on my it is in my backlog <laughs> i i'm i'm bringing this up right now this. not because i think it's like super super good it's pretty good i've been enjoying it but like specifically what i'm what i'm the reason i'm bringing it up is because it has this sort of interesting, like, three-layer thing where the... Or, Finn, are you familiar with the premise? Uh, no. We're Once... just going to turn our air conditioner on. Yeah. <laughs> Real quick. Uh, yeah. This room has gotten way too hot, like, already, and we're not even through your ET time yet. Yeah, no, I might do the same later. Um, should I continue, I guess? Are you... Fen is uh, turning it on. Oh. Fen's coming back. Fen is putting headphones on. You are free to continue. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the, the, the there's sort of like three layers of what the things that happen in Yuri Espoir. There's one that's sort of like the through plot, which continues sort of, which is sort of like the, the main plot, sort of very melodramatic. The the protagonist is a, a girl who considers herself a lesbian and is in an arranged marriage that like, she hates so much that it like makes her physically ill to like mm-hmm. when she like thinks about it too much. Um, and so 
her friend who like get who like has a crush on her like they hang they hang out and one of the things that they decide to start doing to take her mind off it and like get her to sort of like have something that she enjoys is they'll like go and like whenever they're hanging out they'll do a little bit of people watching and whenever she sees like any women around who are like seem like they are close together she will start to like you know as, as sort of like a, this or she'll start to like fantasize or outline a a like one shot basically of like mm-hmm. this is their you know very cute you know yuri scenario and it has these sort of like it you were talking about like characters without names and she always she's giving every each of these characters like a name like eureka or ririka like mm-hmm. like you know like lily girl or whatever um and you know that's sort of like a light and fluffy thing and that's sort of like the a part of the chapter is like there'll be like a little bit of meta plot progress and then they'll see some girls and she'll be like oh it's time for me to to like brainstorm some yuri and then the B part of each chapter is what is act was what their relationship is actually like. And so instead of like a sort of flowery like fantasy yuri thing, it's like usually like heavier, more serious. Um, it can be melodramatic, but less like I'll say like high volume than like the the main plot. Um, mm-hmm. But will but can be sort of like very dealing with sort of serious topics. So it has this sort of like interesting three layer structure where it's sort of doing three different things at once. And I'm not going to say how, I'm not going to like say how well it does that. I just think it's sort of interesting to think of it. it the way that you were talking about the issues you have with one shots made me think about that. And like the reason why I sort of like can remember little bits of the one shots from that. Mm-hmm. And like, interesting. and like Ano Kiss is another one. It does like sort of a different thing where they're all a bunch of one shots, but they're all sort of like related to each other, and the characters are all I would, like. Okay, I would call Ano Kiss vignettes rather than one shots. Does that make so. a big difference for you? Yes. So that's. Uh, I was going to mention Melancholia, which yeah. I think you like started enjoying a lot more once it started to converge. Uh-huh. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know that that's... Mm, it was a, it's a vibe that I got where you were like, oh, you know, early on I was like, okay, uh, I guess these aren't connected at all. And then you like start, saw it starting to come together and you were like excited about that. Or, yeah, the, the, the like little bits of, oh, these take place in the same world. Oh, that's the thing. right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I... it can build on each other in, on a literal level not just a thematic level yes Mm -hmm. yeah uh i i guess for me i have more difficulty pulling those thematic threads together Mm -hmm. than i do like oh right yes you're doing like fun things or yeah you're doing fun things of drawing all these stories together um i also want to or the reason i bring up vignettes is like uh hoshikawa ginza yonchome is probably one of my favorite manga at this point um i don't i don't remember um it starts off as about a uh teacher and her student um i guess it is all all, it is all about a teacher and and her student (laughs) um but uh they uh i think the student starts off as a sixth grader in elementary school and and the manga kind of before a time jump wraps up around uh i think she's a second year in high school uh-huh. um 
but one of the things that i like is each of the chapters you could think of or time like jumps between chapters it takes place in almost real time Mm -hmm. where like oh yes here is uh and to the extent that some of them almost feel like one shots or they could be because it's like oh we're gonna have a little bit about this teacher Mm -hmm. uh and and then that teacher's gonna be like nowhere to be found in the next one but um the uh like yeah keeping characters and keeping a setting does a lot for me Mm -hmm. because it gives a a solid through line for me to build on yeah um as opposed to oh like yes the setting is japan comma present day uh but Mm -hmm. it's entirely new characters every time that you have to set up a relationship between yeah yeah interesting Mm -hmm. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. All right. How long was that? I have uh, an hour 40. Yeah. Oh, fuck. 41. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. Um. Uh. Yeah, I guess there isn't a lot of, like, super... Uh, we didn't do cover a lot of Hollow Ataraxia plots stuff in this episode. No. I have 12K notes. I have a lot of notes. Um, I have a lot of notes is the problem. So I was hoping for a short Yuri tea time, but if it's two hour Yuri tea time, it's a two hour Yuri tea time. We, it, we got, it took a while to start. Four, five, six. I'm, I am, I am the t- unfortunately in the role of time cop lately. Uh, I don't like to be any kind of cop, but I will, I will try and restrain myself. Uh, oh, you're fine. It's not your fault. But like I said, if we have a two-hour discussion, we have a two-hour discussion. The, the podcast takes as long as it takes. I've been trying to tamp it down a little bit lately, but I'm never mad about it. Oh, no, we had a great conversation <laughs> that our our uh, deranged listeners will love to listen to because they're all perverts who love five-hour podcasts. What will I do? Uh, I, I'm in your court. I, I want to I help. Mark that. But, um... I don't want to call out our listeners that hard. Um, uh, then I will say our listeners are deranged. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to us. Hollow Ataraxia. I think Fen is da- more down on Hollow Ataraxia than me. Um. Okay. To be fair to me, uh, I have played too much of this game. I told you I did twelve hours yesterday, right? Yeah. Almost consecutively. Um. Fen has been tearing through this. Fen is ahead of me. This is true. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, some of this, some of my negativity is also just, um, I think I'm more negative when I'm not reading it. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, It's like fun in the moment, and then you read it, then you finish, and like a little while later, you think about it, and you're like, was that really worth the time I put into it? Yeah, and it is also like, I have so many other things I want to do with my time. Well, you have a podcast that that necessitates reading this, so okay. Yes, Ben, I do realize that. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not dumb. 
well okay that's a lie uh <laughs> it makes i'm you... not like sorry oh, see, it what, makes what... you re uh reevaluate your your commitment to the podcast yeah, I like I'm committed to doing this podcast. Toya made me reconsider the podcast a lot more than <laughs> than Holoraxia. Oh, absolutely. This is Holoraxia is leaps and bounds better than Toya. The Melty Blood uh block that we did recently made me go like maybe we should just cut some things from our list. What if we just cut some things from our list? Um, but the real thing is is that like the okay, this is the scene with uh Zelrich's Zelric's chest uh in in Rin's house oh, no. has the... has some good moments but is also like I read slowly that was like I don't know an hour and a half or 2 hours of my life wow that's a lot um maybe that's overstating it i did not like actually keep track of mm. the amount of time i spent but it felt like that long Mm-hmm. for a couple of good jokes mm-hmm. and the setup for the most despicable fate spinoff. Okay, well, that's not the fault of this thing. It Okay. <laughs> the, the extent to which the entire first series of Prisma Ilya is outlined in that, uh, like, thing makes me... Uh, makes me think that at the very least, Nasu had had a conversation with the mangaka for Prisma Ilya about what, and and that that manga was being shopped around trying to find a publisher. That's interesting. I, hmm. I, I okay. I will say the the crimes of Prisma Ilya are not related to the content of that scene. No. Right. Uh. Well, except that the 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 crime of being derivative and uninteresting yeah <laughs> okay is... that is that's not what the big problems are no <laughs> but it is one of them um anyway i didn't get to that scene so i was dreading it's it, really but... okay this is the other thing is that i got to the trigger for the next bazet section the one that we're stopping in front of mm-hmm. um and was like, well, I should like clear out the rest of the the like new mm-hmm. stuff that I haven't read yet first. There's a lot in there. And then uh I got to that trigger at like fifty percent completion. Mm-hmm. And then I again didn't didn't like actually keep track of time, but like probably at least fifteen hours and like twenty five percent completion later. There's still more. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I barely remember what happens in the plot of this game because I've been in the Moe mines for so long. It is. The Hollow Ataraxia is a little bit like someone's like, hey, you can eat a whole delicious cake as much as you want. And then you start eating a cake and you're like struggling to finish it. And you're like, wow, that was really good. But like, wow, I'm really full now. And then they put down the second cake. <laughs> Ben, I want you to, you to I want you to retain that that metaphor for the the end of the uh the game. I want to return to that. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, good. I think there's but yeah, well, there there's uh so there's resonance. There's there. some resonance there. 
Anyway, I'm a huge. That is what Bazette is doing too, right? Yes. <laughs> Bazette and Avenger. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, they have to eat that whole cake. They have to eat the entire Grail War. They have to eat the whole cake, and if they stop for more than uh like five seconds, if they like take more than a five second break while eating the cake, the cake gets replaced with a new uh, identical cake. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, I am a huge hypocrite. I did paste this in in our chat uh a bit ago. Uh, I did smile and laugh a little bit uh, in the Rin's, um, in the Tosaka Shrine, where you unlock uh, like a promotional image of Saber in casual clothes, eating a bunch of food, and Saber in a Miko outfit is saying, It has been two years since the original game was released. If I'm not drawn with my sword or armor, would it not be difficult to recognize and therefore bad for advertisement? Mm-hmm. Which is cute. I don't see. It doesn't to be hypocritical. I think it's. I think we all agree that like the or maybe I feel this more strongly than in the other the my illustrious um, uh, conversants at the moment. Um, <laughs> but I I, I really like the uh, a lot of the the faffing about scenes. This is this is good stuff for me. I think it is. I guess. I think I, the two of you are some of. <laughs> I was gonna say, inc- Sorry. I was gonna say, inclined to like other types of stuff. Um, I'm not surprised that it's not like the best thing you've ever read, right? Um, I had said this the first time. I think that like the kinds of things that you guys like a lot more are things that are sort of in this in a much lesser, um, you know, proportion than they are in Stay Night or Tsukihime. I like it as a refresher between serious things. Yes. Often. Is, yeah. mm-hmm. Because so, so the ratio is off here. And I also do think that as the thing goes, I think that we are running into an, a similar a similar problem to a lesser extent that Kagetsu Toya had where it's like, okay, I've seen all of the jokes associated with this character, but uh, there is about 10 or 15 more scenes about those jokes. You know what I mean? It's like, it's cute every time Saber eats something and gets excited. There are so many scenes of Saber eating something and getting excited. Right. And I mean, it's a lot of like, there's a lot of like iteration and things like that. And like, it's, it's like acts as a set piece. The bones are basically the same. Yeah. Uh, Which is, is something that I I had a hard time with it with Kagetsu Toya. The the jokes in this are better and (laughs) they are also more plentiful. Uh, more plentiful versions of the same joke. You know what I mean? Like every time Ryder comes up, it's going to be something about her being uh, a lesbian and maybe predatory or being defensive of Sakura or kind of being a sexy monster. It's going to be one of those three things. Or the bike. Oh, the bike. Yeah. yeah. The bi- okay. The bike is reference. funny every time. The bike is funny. Like the, bike. the bike hasn't been overused. Oh, it is also really funny. This is like future stuff. It is really interesting how all like so many of the jokes from grand order side stuff for better and for worse are characterization taken forward from hollow ataraxia mm-hmm. like hangout scenes yeah right i mean oh. so i think one of the things that's interesting about hollow ataraxia or at least like notable to me relative to like some of these like the, the, the kinds of stuff that we're talking about here is the fact that like um we have a lot of like I think that it's true that there isn't a lot of, like, high drama in Hollywood Araxia, or at least the proportions are different. Mm-hmm. But for me, at least, like, because of what you take forward from Stay Night, 
like I I remember like you know I don't need that I don't need to have like Saber being melancholy about being a bad king or whatever in Hollow Ataraxia because that was done. Mm-hmm. Right? Like that happened, I appreciated it and like I can sort of understand like you know I that's part of the guess... way that I read Saber in Hollow Ataraxia as like the person who has done that. And like they don't really go back to it very much. And like maybe it would be more interesting if there were like other ways that they addressed that and like obviously the sort of format of a fan disc means that they're not going to do that as much um but it doesn't like detract from me in that way i think the thing for me is each character gets basically one serious scene Mm -hmm. uh about something and then the rest of their time on screen is jokes so like Saber gets a really good bit about like hometowns and like what it means to have a hometown and like what it means to be home and be homesick. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sakura in this section gets the the dinner with Shiro at Ilya's castle. Um, I'm like blanking on all those, but like yeah. everyone kind of gets one scene where it's like, oh, you're not just the one or two jokes that you are. Uh, I have three or four jokes in the. In okay, the well, so, certain Picard. Sabers, right, like, I guess Sabers' two jokes are she doesn't know what bras are and. <laughs> uh, Admittedly, that's. A good I mean, I think they're like definitely years. a couple. I mean, yeah. it's not. Everybody gets a couple. Saber, I think, gets the worst of like doesn't really have as much to do. Sakura gets a yeah. lot of good. I feel like Sakura gets probably the most like. Oh, this is sort of like a serious scene, like the one we had last time where. I haven't liked any Sakura stuff. I mean, that's I. I'm not surprised. I'm not going to sell you on this. (laughs) Okay, so here's the thing: is that I don't necessarily want a bunch of like pandering saber being sad scenes. The camp that I'm in is kind of. I don't know that this needs to exist at all, and like it's fine that it does, but uh, I'm very much in the camp of. the the original work kind of is it's is speaks for itself why i wouldn't make one of these i guess is the thing i would maybe make something closer to plus disc which is like a couple of this this thing right but the the idea of like something of this scale uh which is mostly just like uh fan servicey gags you know fan service in the broader sense not horny sense yeah. right is like i'm like eh, do i need to do i need this to exist right no and like the place that i'm at with hollow ataraxia is i am so fascinated with it as a piece of craft that i'm like that is like booing me and i'm actually having a pretty good time you know what i mean in the sense of like Um, all of the weird sprite stuff that they're doing yeah the like scripting stuff the way that scenes are put together Mm -hmm. the yeah all of that stuff is, is um is really and like just looking at the ways that this is like uh, this is the same scripter we've talked about this mm-hmm. before this is the scripter who does a lot of like type moon stuff going mm-hmm. forward type moon visual novels going forward and like good being like wow this is what having like a scripter can do mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know what i mean having someone who knows how to do scripting can like lead to so much like charm mm-hmm. you know it's like bleeding it out lot. of hollow ataraxia um, yeah i think my my opinion of hollow ataraxia would be about 50 percent higher if one Two of the last scenes that I'd done weren't uh, uh, Rin in the chest and uh, Sakura, or sorry, not Sakura, uh, Ryder's bath scene, 
<laughs> both of which are like 75 percent too long yeah. for the amount of actual content that they have mm-hmm. um and if in general there was like even 75 percent of the scenes uh like yeah uh, mm-hmm. if there were 25 percent less scenes in it i think i would like it more because it and this this is the problem with like that i have with uh rpgs in general and and stuff like this where they give you enough freedom to completely ruin the pace of the game (laughs) and it's like yeah i i'm really enjoying the main plot uh when is the last time that i had any inkling of what was going on in the main plot like 20 hours ago oh okay yeah because like i kind of I think Nasu's like com- comedy harem slice of life writing is fine to good, mm-hmm. right? Uh so it it is not what I come here for. Um and if I liked comedy slice of life harem stuff better <laughs> just like as a baseline, I would be having a much better time here, right? Because it would baseline be one of the things I enjoyed. But a lot of the times I end up in this place where I'm like, I would just rather be reading a better comedy slice of life thing. <laughs> you, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's, right. that's this interesting is... to me because like, I, for me, it's very much like, I, I like Hollow Anorexia a lot and I like a lot of it, like mm-hmm. very much in spite of that thing, that kind of like genre stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I don't really know exactly what to do with it. Like I remember I, I like tried picking up Monogatari because I've known a bunch of people who are like, yeah, I like this. This is fun. And like, yeah. I just can't get past. I couldn't even get past the first season. I totally understand. Like the there is a there is a part in the middle of the first season, which is a, a huge wall. I got to, like, to I, got, I watched the first episode of Manako Snake and I was like, I'm out. Yes. I'm done. Bye. Yeah. Yes. Um, Na- Nadako is the is that wall. Right um so here's the thing monogatari actually is interesting i i think that monogatari is more interesting whenever araragi isn't the perspective character this is, yes this is, um, but it takes a long time to get there yes yes right this uh, is what people tell me is that monogatari is great if you get to like episode 80 and at which point like okay <laughs> <laughs> um and uh this is the thing that i said in our discord that uh i desperately wish that even if it was just like about a quarter of the scenes that I've played, uh, maybe maybe less than that, but like, Shiro doesn't need to be there. Mm-hmm. Nasu wanted to write a scene between two other characters, but we're locked to Shiro's perspective, so he's going to be there and like... And then people are going to notice and be like, Shiro, what are you doing here? We've been acting like you're not here for the past 15 minutes. Yes. Um, I think that would be like, amazing. I, yeah. Yes. That, that would help... Uh, I do think that just, like, a lower volume would help. I'm the person who's like, oh, I kind of wish this was a short game just about Bazette. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. like, the rest of the stuff well, just wasn't in it. I think that the, the like, the formal stuff that it's doing is interesting to yes, me. Yes, yes. And so... The craft. The craft is really good. I would like... Yeah, again, the, I would like the... a game like this just with less uh, hangout scenes that were... Even if it was just exactly the same hangout scenes, but you cut some of the weak ones, mm-hmm. like that would be great because the the I am interested in the ways at which it uses the four day cycle. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Um, 
Yeah, and I mean, like, you can kind of tell that, like, there wasn't really... Like, Fate Stay Night, you can, you can play this game if you're, like, paying attention and, like, you think about the writing and, like, the format. You can tell that a lot of attention was paid to the editing. Mm-hmm. Right? There's a lot of stuff in there that, like, if you, you play that the second time through, you're like, okay, I can see, like, why this is here, what this is functioning for, how it relates to things that are happening later. Well, I mean, sure. There was still too many fights in Heaven's Feel, but generally I agree with right. you. Right, I mean, but, like, yeah. I don't know if that's... Yeah. But I mean, that's true of Fumble of Blade Works. I, I think that like the, I think those are probably there as a result of like people were editing this and thought they they needed to be there, right? Like mm-hmm. for the people who are watching, who are playing the game. Um, there was too many Kojiro fights. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's what I really want to say is that they fought that fucking boring ass guy way too many times. He is funny in this the couple times he's like uh, been mentioned, but. <laughs> Right, but I, I guess what I mean here is that, like, nobody's editing Hollow at Araxia for the same, no. like, with the same intensity no. and, like, intention. It's throwing everything at the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's, and it's like, it's like Nasu wrote until he ran out of ideas mm-hmm. uh, for, for the characters, you know what I mean? And they put all of it in, and I think that's really, that's interesting, uh, even if it doesn't always speak to me, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. The general, I'm being very critical because uh, I haven't eaten a lot today. <laughs> Uh, but generally, I'm, I, I am having a good time. Um, and being critical about it means uh, that I'm thinking about it. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's, it sounds like it's better than if it were Melty Blood, the manga. Yes. Yes. I would rather be doing Hollow Ataraxia than, Mel- than pretty much any Melty Blood anything up to this point. <laughs> yes. Right. I mean, and like I said, I'm... And again, the, the Bizet stuff, I'm really enjoying that. I really like those two uh, losers. Do you want to go into it then? Should we? What do we want to do first? Well, I have my notes are separated into goofs, exclamation marks, and the back nights. I mean, so the place where we left off last time was the beginning of uh, dialogue Mobius Link. Okay, yeah. so we should talk about dialogue Mobius Link. Yeah, I love it when red text shows up. I like the oh, little Kingdom Hearts style, like circular stained glass thing. Oh yes, yes, this screenshot. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, right. This is extremely like when I saw this the first time, I was like, "Oh my god, it's Kingdom Hearts." This is um, yes, yes, uh-huh. <laughs> dive whatever. Uh huh, uh huh. When uh, did the first Kingdom Hearts come out? Two thousand one. Okay. Or two thousand or two thousand somewhere in there. Uh, Fen lacks Kingdom Hearts uh, experience. Dive uh, to the. But hearts. I also. I also was like, oh, this looks like a CE that I recognize because that CE sticks in my head because it remember reminded me of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> right. <sighs> um, but yeah, the red text is going to get Bazit practicing some positive self-talk. Happy to see it. Uh-huh. Um, yes, yes. There's a there's a great bit. She's like, uh, she's coming back to life, and she's like, this sucks so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then she's like, but I've gotten used to it. And there's this great like call and response mm-hmm. bit where like the voices of the dead are insulting her, and she's giving like like responses that feel like she came up with them an hour later in the bath because mm-hmm. <laughs> she couldn't stop thinking about someone like heckling her and couldn't come up with a response at the time. Mm-hmm. It's very very endearing, Bazet stuff. Yeah, right. Like disgusting. That's because I'm not dressed up. <laughs> Die. <laughs> then get over with it and kill me. Laughable. Yeah. Then go ahead and enjoy yourself. Was that? 
It is, it's trying too hard in the way that Bazette is always trying too hard. Okay, it is funny to go from that to uh, an Irish woman being the one talking about and bringing up Buddhism. <laughs> uh-huh. Not to say that, like, the Irish don't know, but it's like, you have so many Japanese characters who have not talked about this. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, there's also a good bit about uh, abolishing prisons. Yeah. Shoutouts to Bazette for being an abolitionist. Yeah, the, uh, the place of rest before and- rebirth is uh, what she describes as a prison there. I think I was thinking about that just as like resonating with like Avenger being sort of like, or Angra being sort of locked up in that like, um, mm-hmm. whatever. And. Uh, while he was alive. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to get some classic uh, assassin racism. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, I, I'm not uh-huh. putting, like... Uh, this is... Uh, did you read any of Berserk? I've read Lauren? the first three... Well, I, when I was in high school, I was, like, 14, and, like, one of, like, a... I think, like, a senior in high school, like, pulled me aside and was like, hey. Like, this, I, I knew him before. He was a guy I knew. And he was just, like, handed me the first three volumes of Berserk, going, like, hey, you gotta check this out. And I was, like, I read the first... I read them, and I was like, huh. And then I put them down, and I never uh, followed up on any of it. Okay, so you did not get to the Kushan. No. The... the I think Berserk is really good. I've read a lot of it at this point. The Kushan are a hyper racist muslim ish like human inhuman uh invader force that is constantly threatening after a certain point of the comic mm. and they are the the hassans the like assassins that come up in this and true assassin in the first game are so clearly and obviously like them you know what That's i mean interesting. The, like, mutated proportions barely human like middle eastern ish uh like caricatures Mm -hmm. who use like poison and like tricky tricky tricks uh i mean masculine is definitely red berserk yeah Uh uh-huh and it sucks it sucks it sucks constantly it sucked in uh uh the original game and it sucks here it's just a small bit here but still i remember i i have in my notes yeah somehow another offensive description of an assassin great yeah uh-huh because mm-hmm. nasa goes out of his way to be like yes they're all they are all assassins are the same like sect of middle eastern assassins mm-hmm. also yes i'm glad that they get away <sighs> from this <laughs> eventually but these characters don't go away you know right i remember coming across cursed arm the first time in grand order being like this is weird he's just a guy now Yes, uh huh. Mm-hmm. He has like a surprising amount of human relatable moments right, in like, the story what? chapter that he's in. Yeah, I mean that's an improvement, but like, start of the bars on the, the design floor. is still rough. Yeah, you know what I mean, the design of all of them is uh bad. Yeah, it's like even Serenity is the one that looks the most like other characters in the game, and it's like she's still got this like weird gray skin mm-hmm. and. The, the common thing of making um, all of the characters who with uh, dark skin all have, like, purple hair. A lot of, like, Egyptian mm-hmm. characters have purple hair and Indian characters have purple hair because they're Sakura-themed for some reason. Huh. Despite the fact that at every turn, Sakura is described as having the whitest, purest skin uh-huh. ever imaginable. Okay, let's get back to this.
Uh, Bazette wakes up. Uh, assassin uh, killed her in the last fight. They're doing a little bit better, but not much better. Mm-hmm. Avenger describes a bunch of gross shit. We had a doll user call out. Uh, oh, yeah. Another doll using mage. Uh, Bazette is acquainted with how to deal with dolls. <laughs> Going, uh, br- bringing back my my uh, my fandom, my fanfic idea for Bazette versus Toko showdown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is this? Yeah. I guess it. It can't be Toko. It's not actually Toko. It's a guy, or it's described as a man. Mm-hmm. And the the bit of my servant is an unusual size and shape, so I'm gonna disguise them among a bunch of like weird dolls. Is a really smart like tactical decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't Toko. This is just some guy. But like, it does the the fact that she said before that she was acquainted with how to deal with them made me imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How would Bazet uh, fare against Toko in a fight? I feel like Bazette or uh, Toko is much more confident in her butch aesthetic and would defeat <laughs> Bazette just on those terms. I was about to say, uh, Toko has a one-up, and after she finds out what Bazette's power is, would have no problem. It's not like Toko has like, well, uh, you know, a an ultimate attack. This is also true. Yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing like, for the the spears to sort of. Bazette could probably kill her one of her familiars, but Toko probably has more than one familiar yes. for this kind of situation. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. Right, so we get the thing about how because the Hassan sect of assassins are named Hassan, and this is the entomology of assassin, all assassins are Hassans. Mm-hmm. This is a reoccurring bit. I like Bazette basically doing like the fighting gamer uh, mentality of the first round is data. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, Avengers trying to pep talk her, which is always funny when Avengers is pep talking. <laughs> he says something about like he likes women who bully themselves. <laughs> well, Bazette's great at that. Right. So. They they both are really into each other's gap boy, which I feel like is the foundation of a strong relationship. <laughs> Uh, Avenger is kind of disappointed with Bazette for like taking it too easy and not fight playing to win. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, and then yeah, Avenger talks about how she like looks competent but is actually a huge fuck up, which makes uh, Bazette an excellent uh, candidate for a bochi adult. Oh yeah, Bazette yes. could be in bochi as a bochi adult. Yeah, she would fit. Mm-hmm. That's very true. <laughs> I like the bit where uh, he's like talking about how he's like criticizing her approach to restaurants. Uh yes, yes. He's like he's trying to explain what how she is a failure Bizet as a woman. Is an icon. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so there it's in the middle of the night. There is a nice restaurant like a couple hundred feet up, and Bazette chooses the worst beef bowl place in town. Because it's right next to where they are. Next to her. And she's like uh, he's like, uh, did you enjoy the food? And she's like, Ben, uh, assassin, assassin says, did that taste any good to you? Avenger. And uh, Bazette responds, there was a large amount. The soup was excessive. However, the time it took to prepare was less than a minute. I find that wonderful. Let us use that store from now on. <laughs> and now she's going to go out of her way to go to this place. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Avenger's like response is like, 
She saw mealtime as nothing more than a way to get nutrition. Unrefined and unreasonable is what it was. Yes. <laughs> this is like, uh, if Bazette saw like a vending machine that made soup for you, she would be like sparkles in her eyes impressed with it right. you know uh-huh. what I mean? this is this is avenger and shiro having something in common they don't like uh or, or also a saber mm-hmm. right like you don't want to see somebody who doesn't appreciate a good meal yeah, yeah, yeah they go to investigate rin's house they don't call it rin's house but it's a house that one of the masters lives in and it's rin's house mm-hmm. uh she doesn't know how to pick locks so she orders avenger to do it and he's like okay it's gonna take me a couple minutes she gets 40 seconds in before she beats the door down while he's standing over it. <laughs> these are all, these are Avengers examples of her being unladylike. Yes. Uh, these are all charm points, Avenger. I don't yes. know what I'm talking about. <laughs> now we get another really fun bit where Avenger is uh, wet with milk for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it was the, there was a trap and in the house. laughing at him. Yes, there's some kind of anti-servant milk trap. So... In the house they wake up. If in. you go back and you re- if you remember the second time Shiro and them clean Rin's house, they talk about milk being on the floor. Oh right. Oh huh. Right, it was Rin's house, not yeah. Um, no, that's very funny. Uh, so <laughs> he can't dematerialize because of said milk trap, and Bazette is laughing at him. <laughs> Um, and he tries to, he like chases her around for a bit, trying to give her a big milky hug, which is so funny. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, it could be worse. At least the milk was fresh. Like <laughs> holding back a giggle and then tells him to wash off in a fountain. Yeah, I, I do like, Bazit being like teasing Avenger here is a, is a fun mood. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, she's not usually the one who is being this playful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a fun like moment of give and. There's a lot of like give and take in in their scenes that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. So they still haven't seen the Ironsburn Master. Um, and but that's starting to worry that the fights that they're uh participating in and are are unwinnable. But Avenger has a noble phantasm. A real, his real noble phantasm is something that could turn the tide of the battles completely. Mm-hmm. He does call it absolutely useless in a fight. Yes. He's very... Um... Oh, and Bazette also has not used her, uh, her sword Ratch, whatever that her, is. Her weird orb. Her orbs. Mm-hmm. He says something about. He finally explains his noble phantasm to her. He says that the um, resurrection is not a noble phantasm, just something to do with his contract. Uh, his noble phantasm is an imitation of Avesta, which is the uh, collection of Zoroastrian like religious texts. Mm-hmm. Some kind of uh, fake or copy of this uh, yes. noble phantasm. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Where have we heard that one before? So he doesn't explain exactly how it works, just that it's some kind of recording device. You know, you know what I mean? And then he tries to, like, hype her up so, and convince her that she can actually win this fight, which is nice. Oh, there's also a little bit of, like, exp- extended Nasuverse lore of him being like, I'm the best at killing humans. Actually, no, there's a dog and a spider that are better right. than me. 
Uh, let's see. They have a conversation about names for Bazette's like, your birth name is the single most important cornerstone of the foundation of who you are as a person. And Avenger says, don't dead name. Boo. 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 Yes, she has to learn not to dead name people. Um, uh-huh. And Angra, Angra has some more, like, puppy dialogue. If you're going to pity me, <laughs> give me love instead. Please love me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I also screenshotted this. <laughs> oh... Um, I like this story, the, the story he tells about uh, a guy whose friend saves his life and the guy forsakes his own name to try and, like, bring glory to his friend's name and takes that name mm-hmm. and does a bunch of good things. And mm-hmm. Angramanyu is like, that story fucking sucks, actually, because the, the guy didn't get saved at all. He just died to replace his, the person he was died to save his dead friend. So mm-hmm. everyone loses. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good bit. Bazette gives us a overview of her history. Uh, I like the music that plays uh, when they do like the, the little mythology bits, the with like mm-hmm. the lute or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The like, the yeah that that the, that's the one that's like vaguely Celtic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, so her family are like uh, real backwoods, like uh, long lineage, but don't associate themselves with the modern world. And they've been keeping on to something, some kind of ancient like go- ritual from the gods, et cetera, et cetera. Bazette kind of hated them. So she learned the ritual and then joined the association and everyone there treated her like shit mm-hmm. also because they're like a, a like frustrating, like politicking bunch of losers. Yes. Mm-hmm. So she got assigned to be a ceiling designation enforcer, which means hunt. This ceiling designation is very is fun. This bit where they're like, "Oh yes, this is what they they're just church executors, but f- uh, under a different banner." You know what I mean? Yes. They're like hunting down people who are uh, the association considers to be a threat in some way, or like even just unique enough that they're annoyed about it. This is the fun <laughs> thing and then about they, it, right? Sorry, correct. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're basically pretending to take people into protective custody for their own good but really they're like locking them up and studying them right mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah it's a, it sucks it's, it's very interesting because they're like oh you have a if your magic is too unique or something they'll come in ceiling designate you because and put you in like the magic like you know like butterfly book or something yes uh-huh shiro's at risk of this probably given his uh his uh weird, unique projection magic I'm sure I don't think he is, but I think this is part of why Rin's trying to keep him away from the association unless until he's like official. Yeah, I think he's just mm. not. It's mostly just because he's unregistered or something. Yeah, 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 that too. Um, uh, Caster, Caster wanting to collect him and put him in her uh, butterfly book makes me yes. think that if he got strong enough, then this could happen to him. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Angra has a, que- oh, a funny right. question. Do you get any? Huh? <laughs> Yeah, you, you... it's a funny bit where she like tells her whole life story and he's like i was asking about hot boys <laughs> i don't want to know about your family <laughs> i love her response to this where she's like she gets she goes through every one of her blushing sprites yeah. and she's like i have some work related experience that's <laughs> like, such a good quote was that? that's like she, there was a ceiling designation enforcer like uh mixer and she uh like drunkenly had a one night stand with one of them and uh that that's it uh-huh <laughs> he says that this question actually had some meaning because he's he thinks that love is a powerful motivating factor for humans and he wants to know if she actually loves anything and has any attachment to the world i like the bit where he says 
Uh, there's nothing stronger than love, except vengeance, but that destroys everything and leaves nothing left. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Burns bright, but, like, not long. Yep. Avenger has a, uh, mm-hmm. uh, a tense relationship with his own, uh, I don't know, aspect. His own class, mm-hmm. yeah. Now we get a really funny bit where, uh... <laughs> She, like, says that she's 23, and I was like, holy shit, no way. Uh-huh. And then Avenger is like, holy shit, no way. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had I had exactly the same, like, whiplash. It, even, like, I was like, no, no, she's got to be, like, she has to be, like, 30. And Avenger is like, she's, you got to be 30, right? Right. right. I think he specifically uh, he's like, you, you seem like a 30-year-old. Like, you, you yeah, stopped yeah, being a, a kid. You, you were born an adult, so basically you're 30, right? <laughs> Yes. Uh huh. I think that that's uh, the next one of these. Oh, maybe. Hmm? The- oh, where where he talks about that? No, no, no. no. He's talking about that here. No, no. I mean, like she says, twenty three years old. Uh, what about it? Get out of here! You're that young. I thought you were almost thirty. Whoops! Kill me meter is heading into critical oh. zone. <laughs> I think he also uh, says here that but, she has an appropriateness oh, no. okay, for yes. a thirty three year old. Never mind. Um, I'm the next though. one is where he mentions uh yeah, that when she's yeah. sleeping, it's like she's younger. Yeah. <laughs> Because she's so, because uh, the armor is off. One thing that I thought I would note here is that she says she got her job as a ceiling enforcer at fifteen, um, and yeah. uh, compare that to Ku's story about all the shit, crazy shit that he was doing when he was a teenager. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I thought that that was like sort of a fun resonance of like, you know, Ku Cullen is basically like has shown in years, mm-hmm. like shown in aging. It is. Yes, it it is setting up Bazette to die in the next couple of years. Well, yeah. well, well, she did die. She, oh, she right, did yeah, she, okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, he so also calls Ku her. is hmm? Ku is uh, no older than twenty three. <laughs> mm. Um, he calls her an idiot, mm-hmm. and she uh, kind of appreciates it because everyone's been too cowardly to say it to her face. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They're a fun pair. Yeah. They're a fun pair. I like them. Yeah. You know, Avenger can be re- kind of grating because of the, like, how far he'll go into his, like, dirtbag moments. Yes. But uh, I I generally think he's very fun. Yeah. yeah. He, it's like a very, he rides the, like, the dirtbag line very carefully in a way that is, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your tolerance for it will vary, but generally he's, he's pretty funny is the mm-hmm. thing. Okay, now do we want to do some goofs before we get to the next? Uh... Yeah, let's. Um, one of the first ones that I saw after last time was the one with Frilly Issei. I did see Frilly Issei finally. I I did. Gen- I'm liking caster scenes pretty well. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? it's like she's got the same homemaker thing as uh, Sakura. I just think she's funnier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that she has like she's I'm, worse I like it. her weird hobbies. She's like building bottled chips. Bottled ships and like, and she collects and, like gothic Lolita clothes. Right, that she's sending to Saber. <laughs> I like. I think obviously, I think this is a nod to like Unlimited Blade Works, right? Where she has like Saber, like in the in dress, the dress. Yeah. and then this is just like apparently she just they, they sort of are rolling with it here and saying like she just thinks mm-hmm. it's fun to dress Saber up in frilly clothes. Yeah, the, I have a right on my screen. This very moment is the the screen of the like um. The entryway to the house where Saber in her like little tiger dojo form like skids away from the door. Yeah. 
I think that uh, she sent Saber that dress <laughs> from the sounds of that scene because uh, Caster said, didn't she look great? Yeah, it's like, but it looked so great on her. Look, great, yes. Jesus. I wonder what kind of clothes and stuff were in those packages. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. So, you know, Caster, uh, that, that, uh, that scene was kind of a bummer when we got there, but this is this is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I like that there's just like bottled ships all over the temple now right. because of her. Yeah. Uh huh. Like the head of the temple finds it finds them really charming. Mm-hmm. He says, "Dad." Oh, uh, what other what other caster stuff was there? Oh, that was let's good. See. Let's see. Uh... uh I think I, I don't know if this is caster stuff exactly. This is like temple stuff broadly. There's like uh, Wait, a bit with Isay's uh, brother. I do have a caster thing. Oh right, Isay's brother shows up for a bit. Yeah, and it's just sort of like him bantering a... with Taiga, and then like seeing Isay next to his brother, who is just like an extremely like macho guy, and Isay like, mm-hmm. hold on, I'm gonna paste this in the um. It's like Takeuchi drew Isay with fucking a th- hips and a thigh gap. Is what I'm what, what this scene <laughs> made me realize. Uh huh. He does look like a lesbian in that picture. He, yeah. yeah, like next to his like very like martial arts brother is very funny to me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, we get an answer to the question from last episode uh, about whether Caster and uh, Kazuki oh, were we married. Oh yes, legally and, married. Yeah. didn't have a ceremony. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Caster likes it that she, way. She didn't want it to be too flash. She bribed the clerk. Uh huh. <laughs> yes, it is funny. She was like, "You didn't do any fucked up mind control shit," and she's like, "No, I used the fucked up mind control of a lot of money into her savings account." <laughs> uh, there's a there's a that one also has like a great caster sprite in there. Hold on, she's like, has like this really evil. Yes, she has an evil smile. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Yes, yes, nasty, nasty caster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, run, running into her has generally been delightful. Right. This is this was my problem when I was talking to you guys in uh, uh, state night, and I was like, I, I had too much fun with caster and hollow Araxia. I to to remember to like follow us. Yeah, to remember how like annoying it would have been without. Um. Anyway. Yeah, she needs the stuff. The the scene where uh she finally comes to Shiro's house for a cooking lesson. Oh, I is, didn't get that. I didn't get really that. Good. That's really good. I've been waiting for oh, it. Oh man. Because I know it's gonna be a, a a fun one. Uh Kuzuki still does like nothing for me, but I'm glad Caster is happy. He doesn't even show up that much, so he's kind of inobtrusive. Um yeah, yeah, yeah. there's one little um, bit with him that I guess Finn probably hasn't even gotten to yet. Um that I think is nice, but um uh, we'll get to later um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh there isn't actually that much of caster here so like no nah. yeah i was also about to say mm-hmm. that that's, that's basically it those are like the two scenes that i mm-hmm. we get a lot more of uh i i got i got a lot more of Ryder chasing after ayako mm-hmm. various ways mm-hmm. i finally got the scene the coup flirting scene um mm-hmm. ayako definitely reads to me as someone uh who She's doing the like uh protest like chasing after the idea of normal love uh thing that makes me think that uh she's worried that the way that she loves is not normal, which makes me think she's gay. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh Ryder could t- take a chill pill. Yes, absolutely. Um I, I Again, again, my thing with Ryder is Ryder is a uh monster. <laughs> so it's not out of character for her to be like this. Right. But uh a little more diversity of representation would be nice. Right. I yeah. mean like for me it's the thing who of, does when- 
all of the same th- shit, but is straight. So I guess right. the, the older characters are just like this. Because yeah. Gil also does this when he's older. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's the thing of we have plenty of other heterosexual men, and we only have mm-hmm. one gay woman. Well, we got Rin, but she doesn't. No, her and Ryder do have a pretty gay. Scene. Okay. Yeah. Have, yes, that is fair. Her and Ryder have like an incredible scene. Like, I just want to say that like. When you're just like caressing each other's hair because it's nice, I just that's just. I mean, it's so. Funny. And as we know from uh from Ryder's bath time scene, uh her hair has feeling. Oh, this is this is maybe what see the that scene starts with Rin brushing Ryder's hair and she looks mm-hmm. really uncomfortable, and then as soon as she gets to top and like turn the tables on Rin, she looks like she's having a great. Time. <laughs> I mean, she's just like she's like blushing, right? Like, yeah, uh huh. It's not even that she's like super uh, uncomfortable. It, it it's like the blushing kind of looks, like perturbed kind of look, right? Let me see if I can find this. Yeah, part. yeah, it's like she's uh, not uncomfortable, but more like out of her depth, right? Because <laughs> she usually tops. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, hold on. Uh, another great Ryder scene is Ryder trying to go grocery shopping. Yeah, I totally get her anxiety. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, I've, I have been in that exact position. Yeah, it's like, oh, shit. What, what is the person who is making this meal expecting? Like, if, it was, if I was cooking something, I could just grab whatever I feel like. Mm-hmm. I, I just posted uh, the, the two... Uh, Ryder versus Rin. Uh, yes. <laughs> the secret flower garden. Yeah. Like off the charts. <laughs> right. Like Ryder sort of looking a little bit like she's kind of looking down and little, like just a little bit of a blush. And then when, she, when oh, Ryder's oh, on Rin, right, she's yeah. like got the like front, like, I don't know, the, the sort of the grin there. And Rin is sort of looking a little bit like, I don't know. Uh-huh, it's a, it's a uh-huh. good scene. This is. This is one of those scenes that I'm like, why is Shiro here? Right. What uh, if it yeah. was just Ryder and Rin? And then they literally um, say that. Like, what are you still doing here? Get out of here. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, the other great thing about the shopping scene is that Saber uh, just buys whatever looks tasty regardless of cost. Yes, yeah, no, that is... Saber is capable of, uh, of shopping, but she will not be an efficient shopper. Yes. Um... Um, saber playing soccer with all of the 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 boys in town. Give us a saber boy mode sprite. Yeah. They get the we get saber the CG continuing. where she's like wearing Shiro's jeans and t-shirt, which is pretty good. Yes, yes. I I do my okay. My first note is saber is perfect, but why does she not have a boy mode sprite? And then next uh, note is all is forgiven for this CG. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's the little like faces that pop up are also that whole yes. scene was another one where I was like, oh, this is fantastic. This is like so different than the rest of the presentation of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, made uh-huh. for this, right. and it's so fun, such a fun. Solution. I do appreciate how proud she was uh, about scoring a goal with her hands. Yeah, and they they do I this know. nice sabers c- continuing her habit of being defeated in combat <laughs> by every boy she meets. <laughs> this fucking game twice. I like the little the stuff that they do here with the uh, the uh, talk sprites, like the little speech yeah. bubble. Mm-hmm. Like the, the yeah, sprites yeah. and the speech bubbles are pretty fun. They're very cute. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's fun that they're like, well, ha- okay, they're not impressed by any, uh, they like suggest some European nations she could be from that they would be disappointed by. <laughs> and they're like, wow, England. Okay, that's pretty cool. And then like, there's a clear disconnect between her conception of England and their conception of England. Uh-huh. Like, are you really from England? 
And she's like, I don't even know at this point. <laughs> oh, uh, one caster bit that we we met, we forgot to mention was the bit where I, uh, where I think Ben you posted this in the Discord. I right now people are saying, "Who is that? It's Emia from Third Year. It's him again. Why does the universe evolve him? Let's get around to killing him now and so forth." Um, yes. When caster is <laughs> coming into the uh, the school to bring Kusuki uh, his lunch. Um, there's a little bit of that every time a new girl shows up at the school you know what i mm-hmm. mean uh but it's like gets worse every time but, like, the, the start of the mm-hmm. scene is like there's like you overhear boys talking like oh there's a there's a, wow that there's some pretty woman here what's up with her did i see that right her ears look kind of long <laughs> yeah and like at the end you know this is another one that involves like shiro's weird friend who watches too many tv dramas yes yes that guy uh goto yeah who's talking like a detective this time and uh, was supposed to run cover for Shiro and got got by Taiga. I'm glad that he uh, both showed up and uh, didn't get a sprite. Yeah. I think that's an important part of his character. Uh-huh. Um, do you guys want to talk about uh, the castle? The castle, yes. Uh, another we, moment oh, of like... One more, oh, yeah, please. Oh, one more caster thing. Is the scene with Saber, Ryder, and Caster in the shopping district oh, yes. where Saber gets called the neat? That is my that is one of my favorites in, in Hollow Atraxia. Yeah, I like that one a lot. I don't know that I got that. Oh, you're missing out. It's so good. Uh should we how do we want to deal I, with the stuff that Ben hasn't I seen? I did. I did we can talk about there. it next you time. Still, you could talk about it a little bit. You know what I mean? I might bring it up again when I see it, but I did get the scene where um uh rider stole finally did steal bike number one and uh is trying to bribe saber and the other yes <laughs> I like that apology part. for all of the blood that she stole yeah right that is uh that one has uh saber's tail wagging yeah right? saber's tail okay, wagging yeah. mm-hmm. uh rider gives <laughs> rider gives uh shiro an aphrodisiac and pushes him to go talk to Sakura. right <laughs> it's like it was like it's like a gas station uh like energy drink like a horse. Yes. What is it? it uh-huh. Reinforced garlic yohimbine maca DX. Uh-huh. I used to have to stock the like uh the vitamins and pharmacy like aisle at a Rite Aid. You know what I mean? And I would see all of these things, so I immediately was like, "Oh, this is an aphrodisiac, huh?" Right. I mean, this is sort of the funny <laughs> thing about Ryder is that she's like tries to do this. She tries. She's like trying to be like a. A support for Sakura, but she's a, does a bad job at it a lot of the time. She's terrible at it, yeah. God, this reminds me of one of the funniest uh, of like a really funny bit from uh, Dress Up Darling, where uh, the guy is gonna stay over at uh, Marin's house uh, for the night, and he's like, "Oh, it, it feels weird to sleep at a girl's house, so I should drink a lot of energy drinks and stay up all night." And she finds him in front of the like energy drinks uh, uh, thing, and she's like. What are you doing? And he's like, I don't plan on sleeping tonight. <laughs> oh man, uh, very funny bit. Yeah. Um, uh, so Ilya's house. Yeah. So remember what I said at the beginning? Like, oh yeah, she had this scene where she talks about building a moat. Yes. This is another when the like when the like uh. S- the uh, NES screen popped up with uh, Ilya's castle on it. I was like, "This game is the best game ever." <laughs> it's because like the game, the Ilya's castle game sucks. Yeah, it's bad to play. Yes. But the, its inclusion okay. in the game is so fun. It's bad to play 
it is miserable on a trackpad. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh no, you're gonna lock out this section of the game for me until I like beat this minigame, huh? That's really rude of you. Uh, and then Taiga, if you lose, is like, hey, uh, just so you know, you can just press control and skip yes. it. And I was like, excellent way. Oh, thank this. God. I didn't I know it. that. And I, I actually it. had to play it on my trackpad last night uh, when I was ah. catching back up. I'm a, I'm a Ilya's um, Castle veteran, though, so no problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is the other thing is that I tried several times on the third section to get through and failed every time and then uh i went back to it at some point and just stood still and pressed right click when mana was full and won easily you mean the the berserk car yes yes um i beat it i beat him straight out i did lose the first round but that doesn't stop you from winning yeah. uh yeah do you uh i guess we should explain what this is uh the pixel the pixel art sprites are very cute i like them yes. yeah it's like uh what kind of genre of game you click a lot it's a flash game You're like basically. racing other servers it's a, yeah. yeah it's a diablo like it's a diablo uh okay in terms of controls i agree car is. yes yeah You're sort of yeah. like it's, it's a bunch of stupid mini games yeah it's, yeah. it's a, a trio of mini games you're like racing people to like jump across a bunch of like a, a a moat full of stones then you're racing people in a line and have to dodge gill who's shooting a bunch of swords at you or you could kill gill and hope to get a grail from the chest that he drops wow. every, every all of the servants so there are uh stuff you can only get when playing as a servant and a master uh-huh and then there's stuff that you can only get from the chest that every servant drops when they die. Interesting. And there's, I think it's only a grail that you can get from killing Gil in that section. Uh-huh. Right. There are people who are completionists about do? this, and I cannot imagine. Cannot imagine. No. It is really cute that you can pick, that you can go back and pick different servant master yes. combinations. That's cute. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm not, I'm not going to revisit it, but it's like, it's... The, like, amount of love put into it is really uh, entertaining. To yeah. Be. Yes. Uh-huh. And once you beat it, uh, it no longer forces you to play it. You have to go to yes. the menu. <laughs> yep. Also nice. Yeah. I like at the end it says, I finally get to the castle. It kind of feels like a lot has happened, but I'm letting the details go for now. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so yeah, there's like, you can only go here on the last day, uh, and there's a bunch of scenes you can do in the noon, and then there's, uh, you can either sleep over or go straight home. Yeah, and there are a couple options for each. Um, there is, this has like, the best Ilya scene in the game. Mm-hmm. Yes, I also wrote this down. In the, in the, the, the garden? Uh, or the yeah, garden, the courtyard. Or? The, the yeah, one that's yeah, a Fate yeah. Zero tie-in. Mm, yeah, because yeah. it's like explaining stuff about uh, Eerie. Yeah. Um, about what? This, this is mostly... What? what? You said explaining stuff about what? Oh, uh, Eerie Sphere. Oh, yeah, and uh, also just like mom. The, the bit with the um, the nuts. Yes, the walnuts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Counting walnuts. Um, this is mostly what I want from Ilya, which is being wistful, uh, but trying her best. Yeah, no, this is like, this, I like this a lot. I think it's actually really good, and they don't actually do the thing that they do with a lot of the other Ilya scenes, where it nose dives into a little bullshit at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Like, we get another scene of, like, uh, sl- like sleepover with Ilya, you know what I mean? Which has a little taste of uh, of her being horny, and then all- mostly is her being a child, you know yes. what I mean? Right, I didn't get that one this time. Th- yet, but this like... is, like, Heavensfield, this is a Heavensfield Ilya scene, yeah. and it's not the best one of those, but it is, like, that's the vibe. Yeah, it's, yeah. like, it, I, I, I like And it it's lot. really nice. Like, I mostly, I like all of this, like... For me, the thing that I like about it a lot is, like, Ilya and Shiro talking about Kiritsugu and, like, their shared relationship to this mm-hmm. guy. Like, like the end of it is, like, um, I... Let's see. It, Ilya takes my hand and hers. Together we leave the garden. A search for walnuts that spans the divide of ten years. A bond that a man formed with his young daughter long ago. The baton has now been passed to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, so there's a lot of, like, in this scene about, like, Ilya thinking they talk about like oh how she was gonna show up and try and kill shiro and then was like okay well can i try and like pick up a relationship with this guy who also sort of had a weird relationship with my dad um yeah and there's also even a little bit about like saber here right like uh let's see where was it um save yeah here we have a uh, saber the dad who stepped up um yeah <laughs> uh saber was always really open with me even knowing that i was iris Beale's child um, and apparently Saber still doesn't like talking about the, uh, the fourth war. And yeah. Time with I got the, um, I got the Taiga taking care of Kiritsugu's grave scene this mm-hmm. time. And Shiro's like, she asks if, uh, Shiro told Ilya and Saber and he's like, no. And then he's like, neither of them would go anyway. And I feel like Ilya would go. Saber probably not, but I feel like Ilya would go. I feel like Ilya would go if only just to like tell him to Ilya fuck off. Ilya would go alone. And yeah, 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 like kick the grave or something like that, mm-hmm. and then cry. Yeah, that is that is a great scene mm-hmm. of like, uh, yeah, Taiga going and taking care of Kiritsu's ga- grave because Shiro refuses to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like a lot of like the the t- there's like a couple different scenes where uh, Taiga and Shiro talk about like Kiritsugu and like and or the future, and I kind of like that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like the bit where she has him fill out like the the like college intention form or the one of the i want to when we're done with the castle i want to talk about rin and future stuff because i think there's some interesting stuff we should talk about rin after we talk about the next bezette section Uh uh-huh yeah yeah um yeah um so So, what else oh okay right more more castle stuff um one of maids. the two maids is afraid of ghosts oh yeah (laughs) the maids were very charming i like them they're fun I've I still hate thing. their outfits. The outfit sucks so bad. Uh, Takeuchi like fumbled the, fumbled it real big there. Uh-huh. Uh, there is a so there's somewhere in there is a like oh aren't these aren't these outfits ugly mm-hmm. uh, joke and I was like yes <laughs> yes they are. Yeah. I've been a Liz fan ever since the scene of her trying to buy a cake. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. She continues to be deeply charming. She has the like the very slightest smile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right which is very very cute and then like a tilted head forward trying to look serious mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. both very good uh sella is also it's sella's like uh headmaster act is much funnier when you find out she's two years old <laughs> mm-hmm. yes exactly no they have a good like they have a good dynamic yes they're, yeah. they're like a, a great pairing the three of them are all mm-hmm. great together you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah um but yes, there's a whole thing where okay, Sella making Shiro sleep in the attic also very yes. funny. <laughs> yes. Right, no, I, I appreciate the, the Sella like, here because she 
is she does not approve of uh the the Shiro whatever bullshit. And it's like you're not getting yes, I'm yes. not gonna have like any any issues here. You're going to the fucking attic, you fucking creep. The like uh the the air mattress and uh mm-hmm. uh sleeping bag in the corner being added okay. to the mm-hmm. thing and then the The best part of that is that when you when you when Shiro goes to bed, the background changes and it's the sleeping bag curled up away from the camera. Mm-hmm. Yes. Isn't this it's it's so room, good. Is this the same room where Rin was being held in yes. Yes. That's what I thought. <laughs> yes, it's the Rin sexual peril room. <laughs> Uh, yeah no that's a good like the the stuff with Sella being afraid of ghosts in the basement is very good really yeah um uh-huh liz like uh outing her at every turn was very yes. funny uh liz chasing them around with a massive halberd uh-huh. <laughs> that's even the bit of like uh where we get stuff about how the homunculus work and how Sella's being hard on liz because she's destroying herself by working too hard mm-hmm. and how liz is like some kind of weird Ilya symbiote? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like a, a summoning mechanism for the dress of heaven and doesn't have her own, or didn't have her own soul, but developed one through co- her connection with Ilya. Mm-hmm. And Sela frets about her because if Ilya dies, she'll die too. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Well, that's all great stuff. I like that they refer to homo- uh, the homunculus being created as casting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. You know what else is great stuff in Ilya's castle is the quiz ogre. Oh, you guys did the quizzes. Oh, yes, I, I didn't yes. do any of those yet because I've been avoiding the H scenes because that's what that unlocks. Oh, I, is it? Uh, okay, oh. it unlocks two different things. The one you do at night, I think, is the... Um, one of them unlocks the drinking scenes and one of them unlocks the H scenes. Yes. Oh, okay. Mm, the bath... Wait, are all the bath scenes H scenes? Uh, not in the game, but okay. I've... So it additionally unlocks, yeah, because it unlocks the ability to take baths with the girls. Yes, at night, and the daytime one unlocks the drinking. Yes, or daytime, nighttime unlocks drinking. I forget which one is which. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, you, you're probably right. Um, I could be wrong, actually. Yes. Uh, when I heard there was a quiz ogre in the woods behind Ilya's house, I was really hoping it was Berserker. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> no, it is It is Taiga Dojo Taiga again. Yeah, to the extent that uh, Shiro is like, who are you? Yeah, the art style yes, is different. Yes. What's wrong Doesn't here? Doesn't she look wrong? Yeah. Uh-huh. Another uh, funny, fun Ilya Castle bit is uh, when they're discussing having dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, not the Sakura dinner, but like the regular dinner. Uh, Ilya Shiro's like, let's have a dinner for all of us, and Ilya's like, yeah, Berserker can come too. And Shiro's like, will he fit in the dining room? Ilya's like, well, he can stand outside and look in through the window. And Shiro's like, let's eat outside. <laughs> Sounds so sad. <laughs> and then they decide to have a barbecue. Uh, Shiro does say something about the the image of Berserker just like sitting with his legs curled up against his chest <laughs> is like really sad. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I would have loved. Like I think there's a there's more like food eating scenes in this than I really care for, mm-hmm. but this is the scene that I would like to have seen. <laughs> this is the one I'm sad that they did that they allowed the, the yeah. barbecue at Ilya's place, the barbecue berserker. <laughs> also, I guess you have to. So I have seen all of the bath scenes. I have not seen any, and I guess you still need to do something else to unlock the age scenes because I don't have you any have of to them do the available. Dates. Okay. 
I have not gone to Waka Waku Splash with anyone. I guess we can Waka Splash. we can do all of that stuff for the the, the wrap up. Yeah. Um, uh, is there any other Ilya? Ca- oh, the Sakura. Right. Thing, uh, the fancy dinner with Sakura. Right. We promised right. we'd have a fancy dinner great with Sakura, scene. and we're gonna yes. fucking do it. Yes. Il- Shiro goes to Ilya's castle and goes up to Ilya and says, "I would like to have dinner here, just for two, if possible." And Ilya gets very excited. Poor Ilya. And with Sakura, that is, and then you get her little like dejected uh, tiger dojo sprite, <laughs> where she's sitting on her that bed with might her shoes be off. One of the. It might be one of the funniest cuts in this entire game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is... like the birds singing and flying behind uh-huh. her to the the t- the like the shoes on the ground in front mm-hmm. of her is actually like so adds good. so much to mm-hmm. it. Oh, Shiro. Yeah. Um, but yes, but it it's it's a really cute scene. You know what I mean? It's nice. Um, they both look like they're going to their prom, which they kind yeah, of are. Yeah, I mean, uh, Ilya here is like. Uh, She's decided that because it's Sakura, it's okay. If it were Rin, it wouldn't be. They have, like, holy grail, like, solidarity. Um, Uh uh, After all, Sakura is the one I have to support, and you are the one I need to look after, Shiro. Sort of Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, older sister moment. Um, She -hmm. refers to herself later as, like, the the fairy godmother. Yes, uh uh-huh. And and then she has... uh, both of them try on a bunch of outfits that she has, like, lying around in her fucking castle. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely, like, a very prom thing, right? Because it's, like, they talk about feeling yes. awkward in their, in their like, fancy dresses or whatever, and their shirt and suit. Um, I think, I think Sakura looks better in dark colors, so, like, the powder pink dress I don't think looks good on her, but... Shiro also kind of looks too, uh, right. uh, odd in his tuxedo. So yeah, no, exactly. Uh-huh. I think that's what I mean by like that sort of like a uh, prom awkwardness thing, where they yeah. neither of them really fit in what they're wearing exactly. They don't know how to wear those clothes, mm-hmm. and those clothes don't really necessarily suit them. I do think it's yeah. cute at the end where they're like, "We need to make it up to Ilya. We'll have like a, a Japanese dinner and let her wear a fancy kimono." Yeah. Uh huh. Um. <laughs> um. Yeah. The this scene mm-hmm. rules. Like, even if I'm not. I don't know who I would ship Shiro with if I had to choose. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not Saber? I would have guessed Saber for you. <laughs> Saving Saber all for me. <laughs> um, I'm joking. Uh, See, for me... I'm not that kind of person. I am... But... Uh, oh, no, uh, I love... Uh, I love the awkwardness of the dinner. Yeah. Um, of the two of them being like, Oh, we don't know how to like act at a fancy yeah. place. There's like we don't know table manners. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Um, and then the the conversation in the garden is really what sells it's it so for good. me. Mm-hmm. As the two of them are like, yeah, like this was a dream. Neither of us fit these roles. Mm-hmm. What I actually want is life with you as mm-hmm. the two of us, not this like play acting at being Thanks. a princess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm um which is just like oh yeah like yeah yeah, it's a really like warm and and uh good scene this is this is like the scene with sakura where i'm like okay you have a couple other scenes that are like you being uh fun and cool but like this is the scene that is like yes you you deserve to be together with uh shiro the the mati sakura who wants to be near you isn't a princess she's a plain shy clumsy girl who doesn't say what's on her mind is that still fine with you Mm mm-hmm well, uh-huh. that's how it is. So let's take care of each other from now on. Crap, that's not like me at all. Yeah. That aperitif is making me say some embarrassing stuff. Aren't I acting weird? And then they sort of... Uh-huh. It's really cute. 
Um, yeah. I, I actually really like the Shiro Sakura thing. Like, I think it makes the most sense for me. Because they do fit also, really well. Because then you uh, get are... Saber Rin on uh, the side. Yes. <laughs> uh, they are Holodoraxia's OTP. Yeah, for sure. Like, they get the most, like... I mean, we'll talk about Rin later. Um, yes. I'm excited to talk about Rin and Holodoraxia is interesting. But yeah, we can... Um, but yeah, no, I really like that scene. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, it's good, like, just, like, awkward teen romance writing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in a fun way. Yeah. I have a couple of saber scenes to talk about. Yes, you about. do. I see yes. you that I have, in the chat. They're very good. I have posted two screenshots in chat. Uh, the first is what it's uh the saber on either of those okay Okay. the saber bathing suit scene right yeah it has Um, two branches yes um but uh saber came home and uh is trying to try on a bathing suit Mm -hmm. um and then shiro walks in on her and she's naked Naked. um Mm -hmm. and the two of them handle this remarkably well. Sure, was like a little horny, but it's mostly it's fine. Mostly like, oh, let uh, me get out of the way. I will be yeah. back later. Uh, and then Taiga shows up, and <laughs> they come up with possibly the dumbest solution to this. <laughs> the um, return. Which is to shove Saber in the closet, and then Taiga figures out that Saber was in the closet, um, and so she has to put on the raincoat yeah. and come out. Right, because Taiga's like, um, ooh, I'll bet you're getting up to something. I'll bet if I open up the closet, Saber's gonna be naked, and I'm gonna have yeah. caught you, ha-ha. Um, Excalibur speaking out from the raincoat. Yes, okay. The, the specific part that killed me is the way that it animates, like, coming up from <laughs> off screen <laughs> is so funny. Right. Uh, it's, uh... The, the implicate, like, the, the narration there is, uh, in quotes, what do I do now? Her eyes are asking me, so a saber is saying that, is, like, implying this. And the idea uh-huh. is, like, should I kill her? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, great scene. Uh, Taiga misunderstanding her armor as, uh, saber being a, like, medieval cosplayer. Mm-hmm. Also great. Uh, apparently saber um, puts on her armor whenever she gets riled up. Yes. Yeah. She's like, oh, she gets really excited about sports, and she uh, she puts on her armor. Um, <laughs> the the end of that where uh, Tag is like, maybe I should get into cosplay. Sakura China has the wears those black pajamas with red stripes, and even Ryder Sun has a per- the sexy purple outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other scene I want to talk about is Saber falling in love with a penguin uh, shaved ice maker. Yes. <laughs> Very cute CG. I've not gotten the scene, but it's great. Uh, there's some incredible narration here that I don't know that I actually got a screenshot oh, of, unfortunately. I, mean, I got some of um, But the way that Shiro uh, narrates Saber looking into this poor penguin's eyes uh, <laughs> is... It's a joy. Uh, the way that Saber gets really disillusioned when uh, Shiro opens up the head of the penguin uh-huh. to like put ice in. And she's <laughs> like, could they not have done that better? So cute. Um, oh yeah, here we go. The, oh, the, what she says is the way it opens up uh, is not very pretty. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's really cute. Uh, this was the screenshot that sold me on Hollow Hol- 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 actually, originally. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so as I here, I'm dropping another ca- great caster sprite that I just saw. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's see that. Her like awkward sweating, uh, like praise me. Yes, exactly. Um, I like oh, I like the in the the shaved ice scene. Sh- Saber does like she gets brain freeze, and the sprite has this like. Um, hold on. It has this like jitter. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, anytime something like that happens, it reminds me of the Kaguya-sama gif of um, a like shiver going all the way up. What's her name? Uh, the pathetic little one. <laughs> oh, the one with the pigtails. Yes. I don't remember her name. Uh, you two talk as I look this up. Um, let's see. You said you didn't look at any of the wallpaper. I looked right? at some of them before, right before we started. Did, um, did you see the uh, the one with the rankings? No, I didn't. Wait, rankings? Here I'm. Yeah, put put it in there. I want to see. I I. There's a uh, popularity contest result. Oh, that's good. Like Th- those are always sort of funny. Um. That's yeah. Funny. Let's see. Oh yeah, I did. I did see this one. I didn't realize that's what that okay. was. Um. Yes, that's, yes. The, that's the rankings. I the fucking Sakura <laughs> trying to hang herself over getting six. That is so funny. Ryder feels bad for doing better. Uh huh. Archer got third. Wow. Shiro got seven. Right yeah, after Sakura. Tracks. Saber Saber Rin Archer being one two mm-hmm. three is so funny. Uh huh. Yep. Uh huh. They all get swimsuits for this. I, it's fun that Caster is happy being tanned. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Um, did you guys get the uh, the one with Himuro where she talks about, like, she goes on this weird monologue about romance? Oh, yeah. That where yes. She's, like, kind of flirting with Shiro, maybe? And then he, like, laughs at her and she runs off? Yeah. yeah I say, that, that opens up one of my AA scene in Eclipse that is what are my favorite bits in this game? The love detective. Yes. yes. I have not played it. Yeah. I've seen that. I'm but saving I them. Okay. Yet. Yeah. I, I, it's kind of long. It's like three parts, but it is, I will say, from Himuro's perspective. Mm-hmm. As a little teaser. Um, let's, see. let's see if there's any other goofs besides Rin goofs. Um, there's a... I am. I'm looking forward to. Let's see, I'm. I'm gonna be happy to talk about the stuff leading up to Rin coming back. Fishing. Fishing. Oh, fishing no, no. Contest. We have to wait. We have to wait. We can't talk about that yet. <laughs> we can't talk about the fishing contest. Okay. Wait. Why not? Because we have to get through the next oh. uh, like nighttime yeah, stuff. Yeah. I'm gonna wanna hold off on that until we we get through. Um, but I think that's that's most of the stuff that I had before we start going into the um the lead up to the next uh um I does that yeah. do we wanna do do we have any other goofs to cover immediately or should we just go on to that fan? Oh we can get any other Yeah so Oh there it is. Uh, okay. I should have just oh, yeah. I pasted it in the chat. That's the Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, that's a good mm-hmm. goof. Yeah, I guess like 
What's uh, the next bit is? Yeah, I think we get. Uh, Let's see. Uh, uh, wait, do we want to talk about the drinking? We can if you want to. I haven't done. I don't even. I, it's not very like fresh in my head. Um, Let's do it next time. Let's we can do it next time. time. I'm sorry, but the the one. Okay, yeah. The the there's a really there's a scene at some point where the voice cuts out for Shiro saying that he drank at work sometimes because mm -hmm. he works at a liquor store. And then, and I was like, oh, that's, yeah, that makes sense that they would cut that for the Vita version. Yeah. And then there are several voiced scenes with underage characters drinking hard alcohol. <laughs> um, and it's just like a weird, it's a funny choice. Uh, also very funny uh rin is it feels like rin is uh that this game in particular ties rin even more into being um a keyhole yeah. in that she has a real drinking problem uh that makes sense that makes sense okay yeah, i mean so i guess the, the the whole bit that i was talking about in the run-up is like this confrontation or this issue where if you try and go into shinto at night archer will shoot something at you and your Kill head will the hell explode. Out of you. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Shiro doesn't know how to do magic, so he... Th There's a scene of um, Gil Wait, in the, the... the church. Baby Gil. Hmm? I got the fishing scene before the next. Really? You got the one with... Uh... Before the next Bizet section? Oh, I guess it was after the confrontation yeah. with Archer. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... There's a, a bit with Baby Gill where Baby Gill's like, you got to remember how to use magic so that you can use magic. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And he says something about a, uh, the, a scary lady t telling him not to interfere and that she swore at him in Italian. Mm -hmm. Something like that. Yeah. I wonder who that yeah, could be. Some, some weirdo. Uh, uh, Italian is new. Uh, a girl who doesn't speak German. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Shiro has like, there's a fun little, that, that, yeah. So once you get that uh, hint, Shiro can go back to uh, train magic in the um, yeah in the shed, and it's interesting because he's like, "This is the first time I oh I'm oh this is I expected it to be harder, but it was I had an easy time with this. This is the first time I've ever like enjoyed doing magic in my life." Mm hmm. Um. Uh, let's see. There's also a scene where uh, Shiro goes up to the the temple rear woods and bumps into archer who does some posturing and yelling at him or mm -hmm. fighting with him yep uh yeah yeah he says he's under orders from rin to take care of the city and he's uh he's like i'm i am keeping the other servants away from shinto at night but you you i'm gonna mm -hmm. kill <laughs> uh -huh, yeah, everybody else gets a warning shot this is... you i will shoot directly in the head yes yes this is one of the things that is like uh, and yeah, I guess I'll talk about more about this in a second when we get to the fourth Bazette scene. But uh, Bazette and Avenger have been on top of that building at least once, mm -hmm. maybe twice so far, um, in a way that is like, oh, they aren't in the same story. <laughs> it's weird. They kill him. They're like they. This is there is an archer that they have defeated. Yeah, by the by fair. the next visit. Uh -huh. Yeah, uh, is that uh, after they defeated him and got to Shinto? <laughs> Great question. Right, and I mean, like, I guess my read of this is that there is something 
to do with the fact that, like, they're not supposed to go out during the day, and Shiro's going out at night, and something's fucking up. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, like, they're, like, yeah, I guess Shiro and, uh, we get that soon, right? Shiro and Bazette face off. It's on point. Like yes. the church, right? That's, that's um, but that... And so it was like, okay, they they can at least exist in the same mm-hmm. universe, yeah. but there's lots of stuff at this point pointing to mm-hmm. them not existing yeah. in the same universe. Especially because um, even Bazette fought, the first time Bazette fought Saber, there was, Shiro was not Saber's master. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so there's another bit with uh, Archer at the ghost house. And oh, one of the right. things that... Oh, I thought that was after. No, that's before. Because um, one of the things oh, that... Oh, I didn't do it till after. Um, okay, maybe it doesn't have to be. Well, you're fine. We can... We yeah, can I mean, mostly the thing that's interesting there is he says that he never knew about that house. Yeah, he didn't He didn't know it existed at all until Shiro went right. there. Mm-hmm. So it's like... As if it didn't exist. Oh, and we also get that it's the Edelfeld yep. house. And the owner died 60 years ago. And yes, okay. So this is where I was like, uh, I was gonna t- wasn't going to take notes on the scene um, because I wanted to have more general discussion about how disconnected Shiro and Bazette's stories are. Uh, they're fighting different wars for one. Bazette mm-hmm. uh, and Avedra have stood where Archer was guarding Shinto from, etc. But ironically, this is where we finally get a connection. Shiro gets a flash of the Edifalt CG mm-hmm. from Heaven's Field back mm-hmm. night one. Yeah. Wow, when he hears so they're thing. starting to like overlap yeah yeah um, okay bridge, bridge fight. fight i think that, i really like the scene i think it's really sick inkuro is so cool there's or saber saber is so cool saber is very cool there's some really incredible like uh scripting animation real quick and, like before the, the most important part of this scene yes is how grumpy saber is still about the yes. raincoat <laughs> mad about the raincoat we also get a shout out to Saber in a suit. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, this scene is called Decisive Battle. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, there's there's a really fun shout like parallax with the buildings. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, that's a, that's really yep. cool. A lot of like fun, uh, like uh, flipping between frames of like Archer's shots incoming mm-hmm. and like uh, the little red star and the distance mm-hmm. stuff. Yep. Saber's uh, like dashing through the air, sprite wiggling around as she dodges. Uh-huh. The bits of um, where Saber's like hitting the uh, the arrow, the archer's shots out of the sky reminds me of the the Fooly Cooly baseball episode. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, uh huh, uh huh. Saber's the new animation. Saber's charging up. Of the CG is sick as hell. It's so great. Uh huh. Uh, the new animation of Shiro's magic circuits turning on is yeah. good. I like the sound work being done. Oh, yeah. Too. Every yeah. time she deflects a shot, there's this horrible, like, screeching noise and a wide shot of the bridge oh, lighting yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this cool shot with, like, a this sort of, like, abstract archer overlay, which is kind of neat. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. Where it's just, like, an arch- a red archer, like, uh, like, silhouette embedded over the bridge. Yeah. That is kind of cool. Mm. There's a... Uh, so what happens is the solution that they have to Saber just trying to knock Archer's shots out of the air until Shiro dies is Shiro will use his magic to summon the, the big shield, Ro AS, and he uses the last command spell to send Saber off to uh, get Archer. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they have to wait until Archer shoots. Then he's going to fire Saber like mm-hmm. an arrow so that the, he doesn't aim at her, and then he just has to deflect the one mm-hmm. shot. 
Mm-hmm. Now, of course, because this is a Nasu fight, the arrow moves in midair to hit Saber, uh, but she just dodges mm-hmm. it, which is really funny. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then and then it also homes in on Shiro, mm-hmm. like, uh, but he does manage to deflect it because of uh, his. The magic. animation here is really good. Like, there's like a little bit of like yeah, the cool. the wiggling like ball of energy and like Saber's sprite sort of moving around like. The the light pass the light crosses light a tilting balance that we're passing through, blue right rises to heaven yeah, yeah. singing victory, like the the two, yeah, yeah. two comets going in opposite directions like a little red a red one and a, a gold one for saber. Yeah, yeah, all very yeah. cool. Uh, um, the CG of saber having slashed archer mm-hmm. is incredible. Yes. Saber's so cool. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah, this is a thing that has started coming up in later, like, Grand Order uh, chapters is, like, the, the background moves and breathes and then, like, settles out into a VN background. That's always yeah. a cool mm-hmm. bit. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, like, so, there are, like, two versions of this scene where you have, like, it's a really great CG of, like, Saber having slashed Archer sort of, like, do on, like, her one knee with the sword sort of all the way on the... Uh, uh, held out all the way. Archer sort of facing the other direction across the top of the building, looking away. They have a cool like conversation, yeah. and then uh-huh. his like sprite starts to like break. Yeah, up. And his like uh-huh. his oh gigantic wound opens up. He's he's like cut in half. The very very lavish CG work. At oh zoom, yeah, because it's like that's like like it's not. It's a lot less work to make another version of a CG than to make a whole other CG, but it's still extra work, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? To do like four frames of animation for this. Yeah. And it's like a sick looking CG. Uh, You're just like little, you know, battle damage on Saber's like armored dress. It's very cool. Yeah. You mm-hmm. got like uh, metal mittens. Uh huh. We also, I believe it's in Heaven's Feel that. Shiro says, like, basically, he'll never forget, mm-hmm. even if he ends up in hell, he'll never forget uh, Shiro or summoning Saber. Yeah. And then we get from Archer's perspective, uh, again, Same that, like, thought. thinking about the, the night that That's he actually the Saber. bit at the beginning of the prologue. Yeah. Is it? It's the beginning of the prologue. The first thing is, like, uh, you know, I, it was a, it's a thrust like lightning. Um, and then you have like the one CG of Shiro who's sort of like obscured and Saber on the right. Um, and it says like, I will never forget this image, uh, even if I, I go to hell. And I think later on, Nasu has said that like, that's supposed to be Archer's narration. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. So that was always supposed to be Archer, like giving that narration of like that image will be, will stay with me even if I've gone to hell, which he has. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's a, a a bit of banter between Saber and Archer where Saber's like, you know, if Rin was here, we would have lost. And Archer's like, if Rin was here, I wouldn't have been able to try and shoot Shiro. Play, so, uh-huh. and then he disappears. Shiro takes an hour to catch up to her, and she's just kind of like standing there, staring off into the mm-hmm. distance. And then he's like, uh, let's let's go home. We'll start this tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then, like, there's a nice shot of the uh, moon above. Sheathing her sword, Saber bites yeah, yeah. her lip. Above her hangs the black moon, almost as if something Tosk is about mm-hmm. to drop, drip from its cup-like silhouette slowly down under the victor to poison her. Um, so this is the first time we get yeah. an acknowledgement that the moon is, in fact, a black moon and not, like, looking up at this, like, yeah. black hole in the sky and going, like, ah, the moon is bright out tonight. Yes. And it's being compared to the black sun mm-hmm. from, uh, from it, the Grail, yeah. yeah. It's also... 
this is an interesting like it is a good point for the loop to stop but i'm 90 percent sure i did this on day like two or three uh-huh and it's like okay and and i had it stop restart them. i think one mm-hmm. second yeah no i in my notes i have that ha- having done that on october 9th this, uh, on day two and then yeah. my next note is uh back on day one Yes, yes. It, yeah, it cuts yeah. it off. That's oh, what sorry. I mean. It, it acts like... like it's day four no matter what. <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah. For so, uh, several of these, even when you do it not on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, uh, you... Well, there is, there's something. No, maybe it's, it's the next like main story thing, I think, that is weird. So now we can do some more uh, nighttime patrols in Shinto. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a fun bit uh, by the uh, the station front where Saber is insisting on marching around in armor, even though there's people around. And Shiro's like, this sucks. I oh, it. one thing that I, I meant to bring up last time forgot is when you go to uh, the Tosaka residence with Saber, she uh, thinks about uh, how... Uh, Rin's house is smaller than Sakura's, and in order to maintain order, uh, Rin <laughs> should either annex the Matu house or um, uh, get a bigger residence. Yes. <laughs> Shiro's like, I don't want you to start a war. Uh, please don't yeah. do that. Um, another fun. If you go to. Oh, I was going to say the, the harbor with Saber. Yes, yes. That's exactly mm-hmm. what I was yep. going to talk about. The like, uh, oh, I'm surprised Ku's not camping here. And Shiro, uh, there's like a big arrow that po- pops up, pointing <laughs> to the cape in the background. And Saber's like, he's camping mm-hmm. there. This is Utena to me. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> And calls the Lancer Crocodile Dundee. What is the... There, this has to be another, like, local... Absolutely, I have no right? idea. I wonder what the original yeah. is. I do not know. Very funny, mm-hmm. though. Crocodile Dundee... He doesn't seem like cro- a Crocodile Dundee to me, but I kind of get where you're going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Lancer could fight a crocodile, oh, easily. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, um, another one in the station front. There's a cool... There's a bit that I like there where, like, um... I... Sure asks Saber what she thinks of the patrols, and she's like, I don't really think about them. Uh, I work to help you above all else. I do have my worries about the anomalies in the city, but I do not think it, the city any, excuse me, I do not think it is one that bears the city itself ill will. Rather, all, these anomalies are all, and then she trails off. And later he presses her, and she says that she feels like if there is an enemy, all of the ill wills directed at Shiro specifically. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Someone's mad at Shiro. Yeah. Again, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> you are Avenger. Uh-huh, I guess we, uh-huh. that's what we worked out last time, I guess. Um, so, do you want to hit the church? It, yeah. It's always the church. Do it's always going to be the church. talk about the fishing scene first? You want to talk about sure. the fishing scene first? Okay. A little break to talk about the fishing scene. Uh, this is another bit that uh, was a very, very funny part of a Grand Order event that now I'm like, oh, they just wholesale t- snagged this from yeah. Hollow Ataraxia. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a hilarious scene. <laughs> like, Archer's such a bad Archer's fucking it's diction, really like, my 18th fish. <laughs> he does like a, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the voice line is nonsense it's really funny uh poor lancer is just like totally fed up with it lancer is fishing with a pole and a string Uh uh, and a hook on the string 
no real, no fancy technology, uh-huh. nothing. It's been enough for him to like uh do well so far. And then Shiro shows up and Archer is just counting up the wins. <laughs> I want to see his like his stupid fishing outfit from the front. I know it's so uh-huh. like, a, like fighting game character from like Street Fighter or something. There's like no, no. What is that one? There's like a guy with a red baseball cap and some fighting game and I'm like Terry Bogart? That? Yes, that guy. That oh. that's the guy whose outfit he reminds yeah, me of. No. Uh, everything else he's got with him him is uh Archer screams top of the line. It must have cost well over uh two two hundred three thousand yen altogether. Enough to turn the most diehard fishing freak green with envy. Incidentally, all of it is bootleg created through projections. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is yeah. Just as good. Archer is such a petty bastard. Yeah, yeah. He's really enjoying winning mm-hmm. for once. Yeah. If, if we want to uh, do some Archer stuff. Okay, now we can talk about the, the church. Got another Archer. Uh, the one in the school? I have not gotten that. Have you gotten that one? Which? Probably. I didn't write it oh, down. But... If you didn't write this down, you probably didn't get to it. Um, There is a, a cat in a tree. Oh, yes! <laughs> Okay, I'm glad that you got that and remember it. It is a, it's a, it's so good. It's so um, good. <laughs> Shiro is wandering around the school, and uh, Kaide, like, is, as I guess she always does, runs up out of fucking nowhere and grab and like assaults him or accosts him and drags him <laughs> off to the forest here, um, saying that someone's life is in danger. Uh, and uh, when he gets there, he deter- They tell him that uh, there is a. Uh, a kitten stuck in a tree. Uh, and uh, the problem is ne- none of the track and field club can get it down except for uh, uh, um, uh, Akane, Him- Himuro, but she doesn't like cats. Um, there's a lot of, it's just a lot of really good banter here. Um, uh-huh. Kaide has a lot of weird nicknames for Himuro. Uh, <laughs> and uh, there's just a lot of good track and field club uh, banter mm-hmm. they try and get up there and uh they eventually determine shiro can't get it himself he's too short um and uh so what they decide to do is they decide to start having uh uh makadera get on shiro's shoulders and try and get the cat down and as they start doing this before they can get there archer shows up and gets the cat out of the tree to like dunk on shiro <laughs> for being small and impotent. Um, and uh, so they, they're like, he shows up saying like, is this all right, ladies? The kitten that was sitting on the branch is now clinging to Archer's arm. Uh, your name? No one important, just someone who was happening by. Oh, so cool, just like a hero of justice. And then Archer sort of pauses for a second like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the the rant archer goes so on about like not being a hero of justice is incredible mm-hmm. and sure i was just sitting there the entire time being like well i didn't save the cat so i just have to take <laughs> this i guess uh-huh. yeah no he like he just goes on like this big lecture and they're they're sort of sitting there like i see i see so uh so but you are pretty cool you are basically like a hero of justice you did come out of nowhere and he's so humble what a cool guy and he's like no 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 hold on wait a moment what did i just say 
Can't be helped. This might get a little more, a little long, but this is what I get for saving a kitten on a whim. Let me correct that. For instance, <laughs> take this kitten. I'm sure it's great to be saved by a hero of justice, isn't it? However, they're inside the rescue creature's mind. A belief is now forming that should it fall into trouble, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and there's like literally an entire screen of, it fills the entire screen with like him ranting about hero of justice stuff. Uh-huh. Archer is very funny. Him and Rin are both so petty, just like on all fronts. It's really, really oh, funny. Yeah. You know what they say? You summon a servant who's a lot like mm-hmm. you. <laughs> and anything else before we cover the next uh, uh, night patrol? I had a feeling that by doing this, things could finally begin. Mm. Yeah. Great way to start. I love when things begin. There is. There's a light in the church. And we got a couple of uh, uh, unusual interlopers standing in front of the church when Saber and I, Shiro arrived. I thought we were going to finally meet unnamed lady. Mysterious white-haired lady with yellow yeah. eyes. Yes. Yeah. But no, it's Bazette. It's got to be Bazette. Um, yes, Bazette and a funny, long boy version of Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's so stretched out and he's got big mittens. He's like a slender man. Yeah. So, Shiro is not prepared for the fact that Bazette actually exists. No. He's been having dreams about them, mm-hmm. uh, but assumed they weren't real. Uh, Saber immediately rushes into combat before he can, like, try and warn them. Warn her about what's going mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. 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 Bazette and Avenger have gotten a lot more confident. Mm-hmm. Bazette's like, yeah, just make her use her noble phantasm and it'll be over. It's like, uh-huh. oh, last I saw you two, you were getting worked. But she's she's pulled. She has an orbiter now. Um, yes, the little the like sphere orbiting her. So yeah, it's like good. animated in well, a sprite is like it's sort of going around. Uh huh. Also, if the number of loops that I, as the player, have had to do is any indication, she's had about a hundred <laughs> uh, tries at this so far. So yeah. So, Avenger runs into the fight. Shiro knows how they fight a little bit and is like, mm-hmm. oh, this isn't what I was expecting. Avenger's got his dumb knives and is like really, really pushing himself on Saber. Uh, and it does basically nothing and she cuts him in half almost. Uh, yes. One thing that's notable is that he's uh, drawn as one of those weird like dog beasts. Yes. Yeah, he's like mm-hmm. turned into one of those beasts. Yes. Uh now right right right. he gets chopped and then he uses vergavesta his uh the false copy of inscribed creation which causes saber to take uh uh pain equal to the pain she caused him Mm -hmm. that's bad she cut him in half he's dying yeah uh she is saber though so she is not really slowed down that much by this now, Bazette, however, is not injured and is stepping up to the plate with her cool leather gloves. Saber panics and start, uses her NP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though this is very Saber, right? Is that someone is like, hey, if she does this, it's all over. And then Saber immediately does that because it's what she was going to do anyway. Yes. Yep. And then we get some sweet Bazette uh, CGs. Yes, yes. Oh, she looks so fucking cool. This she looks, looks great. The profile CG of her with the orb, like, 
orbiting in the air as like electricity arcs between her. Right, and like she has her like uh-huh. fit, her fist like behind her, like behind her head, and it's like yeah. facing like with like the the knuckles facing up, and the orb is sort of like right hovering right above it, like she's about to like throw like a uh-huh. magical baseball pitch, and which yeah, she yeah, actually yeah. does. Very cool. The second shot of her actually sh- shooting it is also it's incredible. Cool. She has like uh-huh. her like eyes are huge and like mad and like. It's like uh-huh. a, it's it, it's an incredible image. So, it's very. I I knew this. This would have been such a funny reveal if I didn't know this all from Grand Order. But uh, the the fact that uh, Avengers Noble Phantasm is a counter and Bazetz is also a counter is really funny. Uh, Bazet ha- Bazet's Noble Phantasm is called uh, Fragarach, which is the sword of the gorging war god. It helpfully tells us. Uh, when she does it, it kills Saber, burns her gloves mm-hmm. off. <laughs> cool. But the image of Bizet like licking the burns on her hands while Saber is dying is very cool. The, mm-hmm. the animation of Saber getting shot through the heart is is great. So cool. I wasn't being, yeah. It's and then a like, blank, and I couldn't get a good screenshot, but like it looked really cool. Yeah, and then we get that CG again for a little bit. Saber says nothing. Her armor cracks, and then she just disappears. Mm-hmm. Yep. She has, like, a hole in her heart. Fantastic. Yep. And then Bazette just walks away and ignores Jiro. Avenger comes up and, like, murders yes. him and says, like, try again with a different partner. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Find someone who knows her someone better. Someone who might know Bazette better, yeah. Yes. Uh, this, okay. You want to talk about how it works? <laughs> Um, one, it's very funny that Bazette's magic is, is, or that there is something about, uh, there's apparently something about Celtic magic <laughs> that makes it, that all of it's tied into reverse causality. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. So, so the implication is pretty obvious. Like, uh, get someone who knows the lady's trump card a little better. We know who's, we know that Ku was her servant. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Ku's uh, spear also does something like yes. this, and there's a thing where it's like, oh, being faster than her doesn't matter because what she's doing is reversing the order of operations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is a legendary sword that uh, draws itself from its sheath and kills uh, the enemies before they can right. attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and the game funny. log is like it will hit there no matter what. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. I have two problems with this scene. One that Avenger is fine. After Saber dies. Yeah. Because he just walks up to Shiro and kills him. This is another part where I'm like, oh, did it cross midnight and he recovered? <laughs> yeah. Or, I yeah. mean, you can heal your servant if you don't suck at magic. Ken Bazette. Yeah. She doesn't seem like a like a support magic kind of girl. I, I don't know. I have a hard time, like, grappling with these Keeping kinds of, of questions in a way that is, like... Yeah. <laughs> Um, and the second thing is, is I don't, okay, we get that specifically Fragararch mm-hmm. only counters an enemy's strongest attack. Yes. So just don't have Saber use Excalibur. The thing, I guess the thing is that Saber won't listen to Shiro and Shiro's memories aren't keeping up properly. You know what I mean? Yeah. This yeah. is like a dead end. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was I gonna... Say, oh yes, I, I guess shout outs for I, to Ireland for beating King Arthur mm-hmm. <laughs> every time and you need to get someone else to deal with Ireland. Uh-huh. 
big win for Ireland, mm-hmm. I think. It's revenge for the uh, uh, Saber's encounter with Ku. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think it is also telling that the next Bazette section is the two of them going, okay, moving on. Well, We're not going to fight Saber well, again. It's also just like, uh-huh. I mean, because it happened basically right after this, and they're like, wait, what the fuck happened? Uh, we won. We beat them. Why are we back here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this isn't okay. This is interesting because I did this on like day two or mm-hmm. three, mm-hmm. and Bazette also says, "Hey, yeah, wait a are... sec. That was day two or three. She says, "It's oh, that was day mm-hmm. three. Why are we back here?" Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, no, I got the same uh, thing. And an Avenger says something about like, "It was day four. What are you talking about?" Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. In a way that is like, okay. Was that, did I just do it on the wrong day? Or is Avenger lying to Bazette about something? Yeah, it's interesting. I don't have a good answer, honestly. I think it's cool that you can sort of like, I don't know. Um, oh, we also get a, a tip to that we have to uh, go back to the beginning and meet someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, the beginning being the training camp, which I, um, yeah. I've started like preparing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have unlocked the because we saw her there. We saw the actually... mystery girl. Yes, I haven't actually done it yet. Next, next episode. Okay. four endless yeah. i'm just i just want saber to get a win literally ever this is the i just yes it's fine i'm <laughs> fine i just think that saber could win against bazette and avenger is all she is kind of uh like honed not to win that fight though because she always panic uses her np whenever there's trouble and like shiro has a really hard time stopping her from using her np like Every time, you know what I mean? Yeah. She loves she loves to shoot Excalibur at someone. Uh-huh. Uh it also funny to for Shiro to be tell her like uh is that when to, when she's like uh, asks for permission to use her NP and Shiro's like try and limit mm-hmm. the like try and l- limit the yes. output. Yeah. And it's like, well, maybe if she limited it enough, maybe it would have uh not gone so badly for her. <laughs> Okay. Avenger wakes up. There's something wrong with Avenger. You know, there's a lot of things wrong with Avenger. But in this case, his vision is starting to get fucked up. There's like big black chunks missing from his field Mm -hmm. of vision, Mm -hmm. which is interesting. Yep. Um, We had a little bit of that actually last time, I think. There were little little things knocked out. I noted it more here, but uh, I, I think I wasn't sure what was happening last time. But now it's like he actually mentions it. Something about not being able Mm -hmm. to see. Uh, there's a great Sleepy Bazette CG. Okay. Every time, I'm like, maybe Avenger isn't so bad. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, she looks like she's like 13. It would be weird of me not to be super horny for her. Yeah. And I'm like, well, okay, never mind. <laughs> he doesn't do anything. You gotta hand it to him. He doesn't do anything. Yes. <laughs> In this sure. one instance, you have to hand it to Avenger. He didn't do anything. <laughs> I, I will I will refrain from handing it to to Avenger, but I understand what you mean. 
Uh-huh. You do not, under any circumstances, have, have to, to hand it to me. You have to hand it to anger me here. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, let's see. Uh, he talks about uh, how Bazette did really good and was very cool in the last mm-hmm. loop. Mm-hmm. He explains some conditions of his noble phantasm, including that uh, uh, if he had to use it on Saber more than once, it wouldn't work because of her magic mm-hmm. resistance. Mm-hmm. And it's a spell that he has to cast, not an automatic condition. So instant kills uh, means it mm-hmm. won't work. So if she had got him in the head, it would have uh, the worked. The magic resistance thing is it just pierces magic resistance. It is... Yeah, it ignores right, magic Right, and resistance. it just he can only use it on one person once. On each... Or rather, mm-hmm. he can only use it on someone once ever. He, like... This spell ignores magic resistance is also such video game right. logic, you know I what mean, I mean? Fate does this a lot, right? Like, funny. Saber has a luck yes, stat yes. that helps her when she's playing poker. Uh-huh. <laughs> what a great, like... It's really funny. It's like, this kind of thing comes up a lot nowadays in, like, isekai-type things. Mm-hmm. And the fact that uh, Fate doesn't really fall into those tropes, but has this, like, video game logic to it without being, like, explicitly, like, wink, wink, this is a video mm-hmm. game yeah. is really fun to me. Uh, to be fair to Fate, it rarely, it, yeah, Saber's luck stat mostly comes up in, like, uh, this yeah. stuff, which is the goofy side stuff. It's, it's also how she avoided Coup Spear, yeah. wasn't it? Yep. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Because you need to be able to, like, overcome I guess Fate his, uh, through right, luck. Right, yeah. Uh-huh. It missed. It's used very sparingly, mm, I yes. guess, is what I mean. But it is always funny when it does Yes, up. yes. Yep. Um, now, Fragarach is like an actual noble phantasm that hasn't been tarnished by time because of her family's um, like uh, isolation from the world. Fen is getting up. Fen is walking towards me. Fen is about to take my mic away. Fen is attacking. Okay. Um, Avenger was saying some gross shit, um, and then Avenger was saying some gross shit. Uh, he talks about their noble phantasms for mm-hmm. a bit. They have killed everyone except the Einsburns, but I think they have to do it all in a row. This, like, uh, Majora's Mask style, you have to go fight all of the bosses, even if you know how to do the dungeons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, oh, he mentions that he... Oh, right. There's an interesting thing here of, like, doesn't seem like Bazette recognized Lancer, so she must have fought a different mm-hmm. Lancer. Possible, yeah. I mean, uh, for a while, I was wondering if Avenger was replacing Lancer as the class, but I think that they say something about an eighth master at some point. There's so. also a thing where she like, she finds Lancer's earring in her pocket, and she's like, "I don't know what this is." Yeah, she's yeah. Been car- she's been carrying yeah. it the whole time, like a so. She's like missing yeah. memories, and like she was missing them before. I just think she just didn't get them back. Yeah. Um. Oh, and yeah, we get the bit of where Avengers like says something about not not never being able to see Bazette clearly again mm-hmm. after this. Mm. Now Bazette wakes up. She's mad. She's mad because the end. They reached the end mm-hmm. of the cycle and reset, and she didn't know that she did not only had to beat flawlessly beat seven masters or six other masters and their servants. She has to do it in a four day time limit, mm-hmm. and she is finally like, oh. This is impossible. I'm I'm doing something impossible. This is not a fight I can actually win. She's only got three fragger mm-hmm. matches. 
uh, to use. Uh, she's like yelling at Avenger for like not telling her about this limitation and how it's his power sucks. And he's like, you know, you know, you wouldn't die <laughs> day, the very first time. I think I deserve a little bit of grace mm -hmm. here. Sure, it's not perfect, but you're not dead. He claims to have no idea why his power is limited to these four days. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so her plan becomes, I'm going to figure out why it is, and I'm going to change that so that I have more time. Yep. Mm -hmm. There's a bit where she says, it's as though I'm fighting solely for the sake of continuing the Holy Grail War. Um, and the the term continuing the Holy Grail War is something that they, it gets used a lot in like the um, the daytime plots when they talk about like, What's go the the state of affairs that they're in is somebody is continuing the Holy yeah. Grail War. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, she also briefly considers breaking her contract with Avenger and almost blacks out. Uh huh. He tr she tries to get uh, Avenger's actual wish mm -hmm. out of him, but um, because she almost says, "Is your wish to trap me with you in this exact scenario?" But she does not say that because she's worried that he might actually become her enemy if she mm -hmm. says that. Mm -hmm. This is um, all but said also by someone else yeah. later. Yeah, yeah, Rin's going to say mm -hmm. that at some point. Oh, okay. Uh, he, Avenger turns the question back on her and it's like, well, what's your wish? She does not remember, but we do get some flashes of her entering the church and uh, seeing mm -hmm. Kotamine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just, uh, it went bad for her. We know we know that meeting Kotamine, he didn't share Mapo Tofu no. with her. Well, yeah, she's trying to remember Ku or yes. Lancer. Yeah. But she sees mm -hmm. Kotamine. Mm -hmm. So she wants to assault the Einsburn castle and see if anything, if she can get any information out of the Einsburn master. And uh, Avenger uh, doesn't want to go. Avenger doesn't like this. He gives her big puppy dog eyes and she drags him out anyway. So next up will be five slash void. Mm -hmm. But we do get a little bit more stuff following this of Shiro waking up from that dream that he just had about Bazette and then suddenly forgets it and, th and is like, I had a dream about the cultural mm -hmm. festival. Nothing else. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, yeah. The way it's written, it's unclear. Mm hmm. Yeah, I guess that is probably what happened. Yeah. We know that well, he's been What it says her. is, uh, another Holy Grail War is happening at night. The city of Fuyuki meets its end on the fourth day. A newcomer that did not exist until now has appeared. These incoherent thoughts pop into my head for a moment and then disappear without a trace. Even though I've never seen or heard yeah. these things before, it's as if a runner next to me is telling me that they're fictitious, yet real. Mm -hmm. uh, what, so, which is what I mean by... Uh, it is unclear that he is dreaming these. It, mm -hmm. Yeah, it is intentionally unclear. Mm -hmm. It feels like yeah. because yeah, he he knows all of this information. Mm -hmm. uh, and also what he says is, oh, I had a dream about preparing for the culture mm -hmm. festival. But the framing makes it seem like also he dreamt. About mm -hmm. Bazette. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The information that he knows about Bazette seems to be information that's contained within those uh like se sections that we've seen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it makes sense that that's like the information he has access to, right? Yes. But I do think it's notable that they the dream that he then 
Quite think feels like he had is about the cultural festival, which is like the the preparing for the cultural festival is the first time when we saw uh, when we spotted the white woman in the prologue. White woman yes. spotted. <laughs> okay, so we get a lot of the like uh, beginning of the loop stuff, uh, kind of abridged, and then someone knock, someone rings the doorbell. Who has returned? Oh. Returned home. Rin. Is Did we ever here. talk about the, I, uh, the okay. letter? Uh, we did last time, right? Yeah, I think oh. so. um, There's a bit where uh, Sakura sends a letter to Rin, and uh, Shiro is like, uh, "Can you tell her to, that we need help really bad?" No, wait, don't don't say it like that. Say it a lot like lighter and less important than that. Mm-hmm. And Sakura writes down the "Please, please come help us." Shiro's desperate for your help. Uh, so she's also she like, "Hurried home." Oh, are you said. saying that you you really need Rin here, and uh, you're you're. You, you would be helpless without her. He's like, no, 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 we'll be fine. It's fine. Whatever. Just tell her. Tell her we don't need her. Tell her it's fine. Tell her whatever. We'll we'll, t- we'll handle it. And she's like, mm-hmm. and we'll handle it. Okay. Anything else? And, and then she sends mm-hmm. it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is... Okay. I... For a second, I was like, what day is it? Is it the fifth day? Which would be my birthday. And no, it's the eighth. Which is like... Yeah. Yeah. is why is it a time loop if if progress is being made outside like i mean yeah. when shiro and archer well that's how kagetsu toya when shiro and archer are talking what? to each other before their confrontation they're definitely talking about like stuff that happened in previous loops yeah yeah well okay there is there is information being transmitted between loops mm-hmm. and then there is uh oh rin has flown here on the at the beginning of the mm-hmm. loop mm-hmm. which is like which is a thing of like well yes of course the game needs four days to spread rin rin scenes over now okay she only needs to get there once maybe she arrives on the fourth day and then mm-hmm. loops is it is this loop just limited to fuyuki i will well, well, why don't we hold on to that question until uh, we're, we're, we have more? I, this is part of the thing is I have I have been told that uh, Holodraxia is a very interesting like uh, uh, format of mm-hmm. work, but that it doesn't make sense until you know until you've done mm-hmm. with it, mm-hmm. which is like. I understand that. Right now it is frustrating when seemingly the rules of the format are being broken mm-hmm. for what feels like uh they're broken so that the uh casual hangouts can happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the um yeah. The like main part. right. I mean, Masu is I very can... much more about like the rules are there as set dressing for the vibes, just in general. Like that's just always yeah. true. He's not someone. He's not like a Togashi guy who is like, and or or like uh whatever One Piece man um Oda, or like oh it's we're we're working out like very careful power matchups and it's like whatever's going to happen it's like it's there for the drama and. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess it's just, for me, it's like, I think there's a lot of stuff that can be justified by, uh, oh, that conversation was had uh, on, like, day one, 
of the loop mm-hmm. off screen. So like you have a conversation with someone that sets up something in the future and then it's like, oh yeah, that same conversation happened off screen. Yeah. So that this conversation on this loop makes sense. Rin showing up is the first thing that is like, how did Rin mm-hmm. get here? I don't think that's true. Um, I mean, I think I think it's all just kind of like sublimated into the loop, right? Because like Shiro keeps having moments where he like, even in the goof off scenes, it's like, oh, uh, now uh, I feel like me and Caster have to like do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know, I feel like we've had I, we haven't like had an encounter, but we're talking about cooking now because there's another scene that set that up. Or, you know what I mean, yeah, again, that is like information being transmitted yeah. between loops as opposed to a person, a person. I'm going to. It's fine. Well, I'm just I, I just it's all it's all kind of like dream logic to me. You know what I mean? It's well, like, th- I this like... is the funny thing is that Kagetsu Toya is a dream uh-huh. and so it's like oh yes of course uh, it's exactly the same you know what i mean what do you mean like this, i this kind of thing also is exactly how kagetsu toya works so yeah, I, I haven't really thought of, about it much because okay. it's just like nasu being very convenient about uh how this all works yes i just like the the uh yeah we'll i'll shut up about this because mm-hmm. again like i know that yeah mm-hmm yeah, that's I'm, fine. I uh, last yeah, does not answer. I, I get you. Uh huh. Okay. Rin is I here. Like her jacket. Speaking of, I like mm-hmm. her other jacket better, but it's still yeah, cool. It's like more of a windbreaker kind of vibe. Yeah, 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 a little less heavy. Uh, the the little bit at the beginning is very good. The bit where uh, Sakura and Rin are, like, uh, furious at each other and everyone in the room is terrified, (laughs) especially Ryder, who's, like, quaking (laughs) in her boots. And then it turns out they were just doing a really (laughs) funny joke. Uh Yes, for me, I'd rather talk it out rather than hold a grudge. Don't get uppity after just having appeared out of nowhere out of the blue, I'd say. Haha, you sure got a gutsy mouth? Uh, You sure got gutsy in one month, Mato-san. Me too, senpai. Don't act like the head of the household after being away for a month. And then you have, like, yeah, everyone is sort of vibrating in fear. Yeah. Yeah, Sakura's doing her, like, late hollow ataraxia evil voice, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some of her, or, yeah, right, late heavens feel uh, evil voice Mm -hmm. and poses, you know? Um, Yeah, yeah, Shiro's like, okay, that was, maybe your taste in jokes is off, but I'm glad it was a joke. Right, but he says at the beginning, he's like, uh, I guess I'm the the head of the household. I can't allow Kuritsuki's inheritance to become these devil's battleground. That's enough, you two. Prepare to die an honorable death with no one to pick up my corpse. I get back, I get up from my seat. Rin is going to be staying at the house now, and Ilya, who is uh, very clearly has information from outside of loops as well, sighs and is like, "I guess it'll all be over soon." Uh huh. <laughs> I did uh, this bit before having seen Ilya Castle, and I was like, uh, "I wish I got more of this Ilya." <laughs> and it's like, "Oh yes, it is. It is in her castle as well." I like the implication in the scene that like Shiro almost died during Rin's weird little exploit. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. It's not like I sacrificed so you because I wanted to, Emiya Kroon. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about Rin. Rin's mm-hmm. back in town. She's all over the place now. She's getting into trouble, uh, as everyone else is. Rin, okay. Rin's characterization in Hollow Ataraxia is actually my favorite 
like kind of Rin in a lot of cases, which is uh, Shiro's yeah. bro. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's great. They have such incredible friend mm-hmm. chemistry. <laughs> yes. It's so good. They're did, really... did you know Rin plays FPSs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should talk about that later. <laughs> Once, right? Um... Yes, no, no. So so Shiro and Rin are like one of my favorite like pairs of characters in mm-hmm. Stay Night, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because of uh so much of their like like friend moments are really believable yeah. and fun. And her trying to like drag him abroad to Clock Tower with her as his like teacher and buddy so that she has someone to hang out with out there is so much more fun than like uh like the hot girlfriend right. version of Rin. This you is know why I mean? this like, is fate and heaven's feel Rin are the best Rin in Stay Night. Yes. Yes. And uh Rin this is why every time Rin is a a harem um mm-hmm. heroine I'm it catches me off guard. Yeah. Because she's so normal around him 90% of she's the time. Like natural about it. That I'm like, wait, wait, where did this mm-hmm. come from? Why are you now, like, unreasonably horny for Shiro? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree entirely, yeah. right? Like, Hollow yeah. Orexia makes a great case for Shiro and Sakura as a pair, and Rin as, like, you know, your brother, your cool brother, or law, or whatever. And then Rin yeah, can uh-huh. go mess around with girls or something. Her and Ryder can, like, pet each other's hair and, Rin. like... <laughs> Dancing around yes. with girls, yes. Um, but yeah, yeah, Rin, Rin being back is fun. She's a different kind of character. We get more magic shit because she's mm-hmm. around, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a fun scene I got of uh, her, br- like, making Shiro brew up some noxious, like, uh, goo that she has to drink all the time so that her uh, magic crest doesn't overwhelm her with mm-hmm. pain. Mm-hmm. That's all yeah. cool. Uh, like, something that I remember from uh, the... The abnormal mapping on Hollow Araxia was, um, uh, Rin sort of like in, in Stay Night, Rin is like very capable and very like, uh, like she's like very leaderly. Like she's like, all right, we're going to do this. She's a, she's like a a woman of action. Mm -hmm. And now like, you know, Hollow Araxia, the entire premise is, uh, you know, it's, it's Araxia, right? Uh, where everybody's just kind of hanging out. There's not a lot going on. So Rin is just sort of like acting out for attention and just sort of being kind of uh, like a dick. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. fun. It's good. She is, she is a troublemaker. Right? Like yeah. there's not like a big dramatic thing to do. So she's just sort of chilling and like, I'm just going to fuck around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or there is a big dramatic thing to do. Everyone's just uh, ignoring it so they can goof around. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I, I really like Hollow Araxia oh. written in, in like the way that her character has sort of like sort of stepped forward in the in like a way that is sort of like perpendicular from the way that Sakura's did. Like there's mm-hmm. Sakura Hollow Araxia Sakura is different from Stay Night Sakura and Heaven's or and Hollow Araxia Rin is different from Stay Night Rin. They've sort of like gone off in slightly different mm-hmm. directions, and it's kind of neat to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what other Rin scenes did I see? I saw her uh trying to take inspiration from Kiritsugu and smuggle herself back to England on a boat to mm-hmm. save money with uh Shiro. There's the bit about her uh unpacking her suitcase and Shiro being like, "Did you put a spell so it could fit more than it looks like it can?" or something. She's like, "Oh no, I didn't want it to explode at the airport." And we get this incredible mm-hmm. little like uh, animation of the of 
little Taiga Dojo uh, Rin's suitcase exploding and Saber <laughs> popping out. Back Saber. Rin would definitely take Saber to Britain if she could. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, she, she got him a little uh, uh, souvenir. She got him a scarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I've seen this scarf yeah. in uh, like mm-hmm. art before. Mm-hmm. I like that scene a lot because like uh, sh- she's like unpacking and Shira's like he like came over to visit and he's like can I make tea I guess it would be cold by the time you're done should I do chores are there chores mm-hmm. for me to do no and his mm-hmm. his like boy wife energy is making him antsy for for chores yeah, yeah yeah uh speaking of his boy wife energy uh when they went to unlock uh Rin's I don't remember where you do this but unlocking Rin's swimsuit scene uh she uh he one says is like ah it opened in mm-hmm. july i remember seeing the ad in the newspaper and she responds the mark of an experienced housewife <laughs> yeah no that's very good <laughs> uh also just the rest of that it's scene good. is great uh rin being like my pool is small it's 15 meters long at most yeah the, the whole thing is like he wants um, to go to rin's pool and he wants to have a big pool party and she says no because she wants yes. to monopolize him again for this is the the yeah. where did this come from? Why are you horny for Shiro? Um, yes, mm-hmm. there uh, is a fun little bit yeah. where he says, "Damn uh, those capitalists! I wish they'd all slip and fall on the sides of their own pools." Yes, I also <laughs> I screenshotted that. I was like, uh, "Shiro, become a communist." Yeah. <laughs> I do love the tension between of Rin with her with uh, where she's perpetually like living fancy and also super broke and working really hard mm-hmm. behind the scenes to try and maintain the illusion that mm-hmm. she has money. Yep. <laughs> she goes thrift store shopping for old yep. jewelry. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um here's the I don't believe that Rin wears white underwear. This doesn't make any sense to me. She has to wear black and red. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's like a in the cleanup scene, Shiro yeah. accidentally grabs yeah. her undies. Uh, the like uh, that scene is made funnier by the fact that uh, the whole screen flips around as Shiro is thrown mm-hmm. through the air. Uh-huh. Again, great scripting. Oh, a yeah. lot, even to a dumb joke. Um, let's see. How about the the one where where Rin tries to use the bathroom and finds a bidet? Oh right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and then subjects Saber to it right, as no, well. Shira's just like working on something in the uh the the storehouse. He hears a scream and is like, "Well, it didn't sound like Sakura, and uh, so maybe it was Saber or Ryder. It's probably fine." He just keeps going, <laughs> and then Rin just like charges at him, like, and like the way that she says, like, "Bathroom, water came yeah, out." Uh-huh. It, yeah, it's like she pissed herself for a minute there. The sprites like, oh, are so good too. <laughs> yeah, they're great. Uh, I love the Tosaka looking. Yeah, embarrassed and uh, a little mad. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, did you two see the scene of Rin and Saber looking for Shiro's yes. porn? No. Oh man, I did not see this. the The end of it makes me question what they were going for, right. but the rest so, of it is yeah, very so the funny. Whole thing there is weird, uh, right? Because like, there's definitely a part at the beginning where he's like. I don't like I could just buy porn at my job because it's a bar. So what mm-hmm. would I like I don't I wouldn't keep anything in here anyway. That would be stupid. 
Not a lot of hiding places right. in uh, Shiro's room. So they yeah. find like they uh-huh. find a box of something in there, and he's like, "Oh shit, that was um." And apparently Shinji had given him like pornography, which is like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I did get the final Shinji scene where Shinji comes over and they have like a like nice time together, and it did nothing for me. And now I'm glad I'm yeah. done with Shinji. There is, what did I, there, I had something written down about that scene while we're on it. Um, yeah, this is so, right. This is the one where the Vita version takes out uh, Shiro talking about drinking at work. Right, yeah, yeah, right. Um, talk about that for a bit. Uh, okay, the, yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah, sorry. No, you're fine. No, yeah. that's right. I don't remember um, any of that at all. <laughs> um, I remember that existing, but not like having strong opinions about yeah, it. Yeah. Um, There's a scene with Taiga at the harbor where Taiga talks about seeing Kiritsugu off mm-hmm. with Shiro, and they like plan to go on like a post graduation mm-hmm. trip together. That's mm-hmm. kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Taiga, I like Taiga uh, fine when she like calms down a yeah. little bit and is like a normal Those are great person. Scenes. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, a good one that doesn't also, have Also, I will say the the other reoccurring bit is I think I've gotten a couple more scenes where Shiro has asked her to stop bringing persimmons over <laughs> and that's actually that kind of got me. It's like one of those things where I heard the joke enough times that it became funny again. Mm-hmm. Like persimmons are just so mm-hmm. specific. Why does she keep getting more of them? I think isn't it like a holiday thing? Like okay, it's the season, so now it's like Yeah, that makes sense. Uh it's like her family is getting a ton of them as gifts right. and she keeps dumping right. them. Right. I mean, this is where the uh the the uh the scene with the the shaved ice machine has a bunch of he has like a she's put a bunch of random garbage in the shed, like uh, a ta- a taiyaki mm. grill. <laughs> yes. Mm. And she's like, Oh, you can make taiyaki. And he's like, No, where am I going to I can't run this thing? Where am I going to like how am I gonna heat it up? Um a good one that's uh, post Rin yeah, that thing. we that doesn't actually include Rin in it is the one where Sakura is in Shiro's room and he finds the uh, the note that she wrote him in the in Heaven's Feel. Yes, I didn't get the story. the note that Rin writes to Shiro that is like come right. to the forest after school. I'm not angry about this morning. You better come. If you don't come, I will kill you. Yeah. Strike through. Go home. Written on like the the paper <laughs> right. with the angry kitty. What a good note. Sasaka is like, well, is Rin threatening you? If she's threatening you, yes. we have to, the, the, you know, self-defense is necessary. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be considered excessive force. I can't let this pass. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to protect you. Uh, it's legitimate to, uh, to defend yourself. And he's like, no, 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 I, I promise it's fine. This is fine. It's not a threat. And then she thinks it's a love letter. Um, oh, this is the one where, uh, yeah, where he says, like, oh, you could write me love letters, too. That would be nice. And then they decide to go to the pool. Because they fi- they finish cleaning and uh, they find some uh, pool tickets. Back a, a little bit to the time Ryder actually did steal bike oh, yeah. one. The fact that she handles it so expertly that Shiro has lost the will to demand that she give it back mm-hmm. is very funny. The like skidding to a stop, uh, like sound effect whenever she shows up, and that's uh-huh. really funny. Very, very mm-hmm. good. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, I, uh, then what was... Uh, oh, right. Doing something with Rin is the last thing before triggering the... Oh, the there's the, uh, there's one more that I want to talk thing, right? about before that. Is the, uh, the, the, we talked, might have brought this up briefly. Um, the mm-hmm. one where Ryder is talking about getting killed. Oh, right, right, right. Because um, I mentioned the, like, gag ending to this bit being mm-hmm. annoying. But, like, the the actual, like, Nasu retelling of the tale of Perseus and Medusa is pretty yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, I like mm-hmm. Describing Perseus as a successful Shinji paints such a horrible thing. Right, and she's talking about, like, having, having him, yes. like, dragging her head around and, like, like man, that sucked. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. It's a miracle that the Grand Order didn't do a Shinji Perseus ser- pseudo servant. It's not too late, Ben. Mm-hmm. It, soon it will be. So yes. um, I don't. I I really like the um the the CGs of like the Gorgon. Yeah, the like mm-hmm. big swirling monster. Like, yeah, with like the yeah, the, the little eye. eye with the horizontal line with the the line through it. Yeah, 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 yeah. very cool, very, very cool. cool. Um, yeah, there is some like classic Nasu uh like overcomplicating the way magic works in this scene because it sounds cool where it's like no, the mirror isn't what got her. Actually, the bag enveloped him and reversed in and out so she was trapped with her own like mystic eye like mm-hmm. spell, you know what I mean? Uh very Right, very like funny. and then like the ending of like what was it what was it like when you were you were in this nightmare? Um and the ending is like this little Cinderella play of like her and her other sisters, Steno and Yuriale, and like yeah. she's like Cinderella, and they're like tearing apart her dress for the Poseidon's ball. Yeah. Um, and there's a neat bit there. I mean, it's sort of it's goofy and silly, but like the way that she talks about it is well, uh, okay. Uh, it was not a pain that paralyzed me. It was the joy of seeing people I never thought I would meet again, and then which is sort of a callback uh-huh. from the beginning. Uh. Percy is Percy's saying, like, side. I thought there were supposed to be other, uh, two other sisters, but I am only seeing two heartbeats. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's also, they're calling Ryder big. She is, like, six feet tall. Yeah. She weighs 120 pounds. I saw that, pounds. what the hell? That's nothing. This is, this She's, is, like, weight, nonsense weight. I knew, like, a five foot <laughs> something something either bodies weigh less. I... <laughs> Okay, that is the only reasonable, uh, like, um, explanation for this. I knew someone who was, like, 120 pounds and, like, 5'5", five, five, and she was rail thin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Ryder would be a literal stick mm-hmm. figure. <laughs> Ryder... Hollow bones. Gets her hair done twice oh, a yes, week? yeah. Yes. <laughs> Ryder, you didn't. Ryder, getting this. You didn't from? do the bath scene with Ryder, right? Ben? No, I didn't do any bath. Um, because it does sound like uh, Shiro's gonna take over washing Ryder's hair duties. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of hair. Uh huh. Oh my god. Wait, yeah, she like the the scene where she like buys a bunch of trees for everyone. Where is she getting this money? What's her What's her? Oh, we'll get there. That she's hiding. Uh, she has oh. two. Oh man. At least two. There's... I haven't seen Ryder's. One of those is one of my favorite scenes in this game. We'll yeah. talk about it next time in detail. I hate being. I'm behind. sorry. I'm I gonna play the entire rest of this game before the next episode. 
I mean, that's is that is that the plan, right? Well, we're not gonna do the the like uh, eclipse stuff, I don't think, because that seems like too much to cram all into one episode. Yeah, yeah. Is that the probably. plan to go for four? Uh, like, I think wrap we up should... the main story and then do that other stuff as a. We should certainly, uh, or what we could do is finish, um, finish the Moe bits, and do some eclipse and some of the rest of the story. This is going to end up being four episodes, yeah. despite our best, my best efforts. I figured when I remembered we had the menu, the like main menu stuff, the Eclipse stuff, that it was going to be four episodes no matter what. Yeah. But that's how we did Kigetsu, was we wrapped up the story and then did the Ten Nights of Dream. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Well, we can uh, figure out like what exactly we want to do then. Um, I think I've hit most of the stuff that I've actually like seen. Um, yeah. So... We get a scene with uh, Shiro and Rin, where Shiro confides in Rin that he uh, is, like, remembering things that haven't happened. And she gives us a rundown. None, none of this is really, like, new information to us. There's, like, a, one of those uh, classic Nasu, like, mm-hmm. charts. Yep. That okay. The return of the diagram. Works, which is really funny. The, the funniest part of this is uh, Rin saying, it's no parallel world for sure. And I'm like... This is literally what parallel worlds are. Uh-huh. Is different things happening. But like, yeah, the the Zelrish's chest, what she means by parallel worlds is like fundamentally different worlds. Yeah. Uh like say one where the Edelfelts still are alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um But this is just like uh, not, A through Z. Oh, yeah yeah not oh exactly like yes it is truly a time loop mm-hmm. not or but it is also it's like well what she says yeah. she's right. a video game metaphor because she's played yeah. a first person mm-hmm. shooter now right right uh the one thing to say about rin is like i i there are lots of jokes about rin being bad at computers mm-hmm uh, and I was like, I guess I could see that. Like, she seems like the kind of person who would be bad at computers. And then reading this, I was like, oh, she's awful <laughs> at computers. <laughs> the bit where she doesn't know how to use a cell phone is oh, I have not seen great. That. I have not seen that. I'm so sorry, Bum. It's okay. I'm suffering. Um, right. Yeah. So yes. in- uh, um, I played one of these video game things while I was away. <laughs> it's the same. A shooter, is it? The one with the third person view where you start over from the beginning when you die? The way the character sees it, there's no connection. But from the player's point of view, those lives all happen one after another. <laughs> so her she comes to the conclusion that someone has used the Holy Grail or something like it to make a wish to continue the Holy Grail war indefinitely. Mm-hmm. She seems aware that the servants should not be here. Mm-hmm. At least not all of them, certainly. Mm-hmm. Um... And so they have to track down the person who was never here. This is not Bazette, because Bazette technically was present for the beginning of the Holy Grail War. We're looking for a true interloper, which leaves only the mysterious... Right, and she girl. shows up in, like, yep. a little flash. Yep. Mm-hmm. So now we have our new task, which is to uh, start the get to the summer camp, or the training camp for the archery club and the uh, field... Uh, track and field club one of my first notes in this game was uh 
in playing that the training camp mm -hmm. i was like oh huh it's interesting that i can already see where uh choices would be because i was thinking of it as kagetsu toya style um and then it and then it went to the like map screen and i was like oh mm -hmm. maybe maybe there isn't a choice there mm -hmm. um well, specifically there's like a, a moment where shiro pauses and is like should i chase after that girl and then it yeah. cut and then it's like next screen is like no i won't and i'm like that's a choice but then then we got like the actual format of the game i was like maybe i was just wrong maybe that was that was just a tease of like oh there's someone else here and like uh -huh. sure we'll meet her some way else but uh it is funny that we're wrapping back around mm -hmm. too we did meet her in other places and every time he died <laughs> yes <laughs> so i've done a little bit of the like festival prep but i haven't done most of it so we'll talk mm -hmm. about it next time i've done all of the festival prep also we sh we need to talk about both drinking scenes because uh, -huh. uh both are great i will yes i will yeah. do all that stuff. um oh there are a couple little bits that i wanted to call out at least the ones where the maids are chasing shiro around for his lunch yes um i didn't get this either Stella is really into cake um, uh huh. Oh, <gasps> was Liz buying cake for Sella? Yes, it Aww. certainly seems, or for both of them, probably. Well, yeah, Ilya also likes cake, but Sella would not let Liz feed that cake mm -hmm. to Ilya. It's not high class enough. Yeah. Um. There's the other half of the Tigus, the one where where Shira walks in on Saber changing into the swimsuit, where. Uh, Sakura feels betrayed by Ryder because Ryder's body also doesn't gain weight. What, sort of whatever. Mm. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Uh, all the like Sakura weight jokes don't really do no, it most for of them me. are extremely bad. Uh, the one where you go, so once you, um, go to the church with Saber, you can start doing walks alone in Shinto. Um, and then yes, if you go to right. the church in Shinto alone, um, Baz, uh, Bazette is there, and she just like passes. She just ignores Shiro entirely, walks past him, and then he gets. Yeah. There's a bunch of the little dogs behind her, and they just tear him apart. Yeah, uh, yeah. He calls mm -hmm. her a ghost and says that even if he tried to chase her, she would mm -hmm. just disappear. And then he's like, "Oh, I must be dreaming." And then he's torn to pieces, and he's like, "Haha, what a sucky yep. dream." <laughs> um, I think that's those are the last couple ones that I remembered hitting. So doing the scene, doing the scene with Rin, uh, and like doing that recap triggers mm -hmm. the next Bazette uh, scene, which we are not covering yep. today. Which is uh, what five void? Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's where we'll start our next. All right. So episode. what are we going to cover? Yep. Are we going to go like, Ben? What are we doing? Why don't let's try to do the rest of the main story. Okay, and we'll save the, the Ten Nights of Dream. Okay. Yeah. Or we'll save Eclipse, and we'll save the uh, Rin's uh, Shrine. Okay. Because there are, like, those are mostly short, but there might be a couple that we want to talk about okay. briefly. Okay. Sounds good. Like the one that says, uh, what's her name? The feisty one. Huh? Feisty Feisty track Oh, uh, Kaede Makadera. Oh, uh, yeah. Makadera. The one that says, like, uh the the uh Rin's shrine is basically dev commentary. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. Um, so I do want it. And there's the one that where they say, like, Macadera is the reason that this, pl- uh, like, fan disc exists. <laughs> it's fascinating. Huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, yeah, we'll do those as a fourth, like, wrap-up episode. And... Okay. okay. So just what we're going to do is we're going to play, we're going to 100% hollow Ataraxia's, like, main story. Yes. And... Un- Unless we get to the end of that and we're like, wow, that wasn't very much. But from what I understand, there should be plenty be for us to... Big I do want to warn you yeah, that the so. count stuff in Eclipse counts for completion percent. Okay. Yes. Do you so have we're not... to know how, when that percentage is or have access to that? No, but it'll be obvious when you're done okay. because there won't be anything else on the the map. Yeah, I'll ha- we'll ha- there's the like stuff we have to dig around a little bit for like going to school, but I don't well, know that actually does um, work it out pretty well. It's much easier than right. I mean, like toil. once you've done everything else, you can just restart a loop, go to school on Monday, and see if there's anything left there, and then like the yeah. rest is just going to yeah. be an eclipse. And so that's going to be that's so it, the stuff that's in eclipse is Himuro, the love detective. There are sex scenes, and then there are two other vignettes there, I think. Mostly sex yes. then, huh? All right. It was I know. I'm glad that they're sort of cordoned off. This is our last this is the end though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. This, this is kind of the end of explicit sex scenes. Yeah, yes. I believe that this yeah, is the last. Wow. I, I yeah. when I played this I mean, there's some stuff in CCC that sounds borderline, <laughs> but when I played this last time, I basically just controlled through all of them. Um because that was well you don't have to read them if you don't want to, but right. No, I like discussing I'll, them. Yes. I did it for Heaven's Feel, so I might as well. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, mostly, I just mean like I have no conception of if they're better or worse. I've seen pe- heard people say they're more normal, but I this is hearsay. <laughs> uh yeah. I think the the yes. I if that if they are more normal, it is the translator getting better not the actual writing yes, of that is all the, that is what i've heard from Catherine. um so yes we're gonna finish the main uh plot line of hollow anorexia mm-hmm. next time mm-hmm. and all the, the goof-offs in the main in the uh map. what do you want to do for tea time cool shit uh <laughs> tea time tea time tea time want to do something short even though we're adults hey that isn't yeah. that long yeah, do you want there to do that? Six volumes? I could get that done. I might want to reread it because I kind of read it uh, through it really quickly, but um, I'd be down to yeah, do that. Yeah, sure, it's great. I love it. So the manga, even though we're both we're adults, uh, which is uh, Yuri, mm-hmm. good to get some Yuri and Yuri tea time. You know, yeah, we just did a bunch of Yuri for Yuri tea time, but well, again, yeah. as we said, wasn't quite um, Yuri. <laughs> Or yes, this is the. It was certainly girls' yeah. love. Yes. Was it Yuri? Um, TBD. I think that'll be the first time where I was on an episode that we didn't have ex- a movie. Like there was a Koku Nikki, but that was originally going to be a movie and a Koku Nikki. And so this mm. is the first time I'm not going to have a movie to talk about. Well. Who knows? Maybe crying rules for another movie. Night. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm just. I just realized that now. I was like, wow, huh? Yeah. Okay. No. No. It sounds great. I love even though we're adults. I'm happy to reread it. I'm excited. I'm excited. Parade of roses. 
Oh, what an incredible It's so film. funny that we accidentally stepped on repertory screenings toes a little bit. Oh, are they doing that too? They're, yeah, they're doing... The next episode is uh, Funeral Parade. I think they just recorded nice. it the other day. Uh-huh. I had no idea. I would not have... Uh, well... I'm glad that we got to it first because our audience is uh, tiny and will not affect right. theirs at all. Uh, but if they had done it, I would have felt awkward doing it right <laughs> after. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. We got anything else to say? Thank you for joining us. Uh, Lauren. <laughs> yes. Lauren. Yes. I am Lauren. Lauren. I'm so grateful to... Uh, be back again i um i always have a lo- yeah. lovely time chatting with y'all um and i was looking forward to continuing with the rest of hollow Anorexia. um speaking of repertory screenings sorry <laughs> to cut you off lauren uh we are part of the abnormal mapping network so listen to other abnormal mapping podcasts including uh Repertory screen, repertory screenings. Uh, they're uh, they're, they're going to talk more about Funeral Parade of Roses. Yeah, great film. Yeah, it's going to be cool. Um, go back them on Patreon, mm-hmm. etc. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm fence hungry. So it's been a weird locking out. Yeah. Uh, where can people find you, Ben? Me? Yes. Me first. Okay. Yeah. Well. I win the lottery today. Uh, you can, well, we just had a discussion partway through this episode about how Twitter is crumbling out from underneath us. But for now, you can find me on Twitter at Ben Ends. You can find me tweeting about the game that is I have that's coming out in the next month or so called Reckless Sympathy over at Doom Gender. Um, I, am, I also have a co-host that's at Ben Ends. And I don't know how Blue Sky works, uh, but I do have that now. And uh, I am Ben Ends there, too. Uh, I don't you know, know what, how you'll find me. but You know what I just realized, Ben? What? Is that I could set up a redirect. So if you go to moonarchive.art slash Ben. <laughs> moonarchive.art slash Ben. Uh, it will bring you to whatever Ben's uh, social media platform of choice is. Okay. So if you're if you're listening to this in... Somewhere between uh, a month and two years, uh, and Twitter doesn't even exist anymore. Mm. Uh, just go to moonarchive.art slash b-e-n-n. And... That's very funny. That's, that's the, I'm going to start using that, yeah. Uh, I don't know what to set it to yet, but... I'll just set it to Twitter. Um, okay. Uh, Lauren, where can... Oh, wait, Fen, where can people find you on the internet? Since I went from... from uh, next. You could type in fennec.moe and that would bring you to uh wait is it just yeah just fennec.moe yeah and that would bring you to uh a social media account that i probably don't use regularly because i'm very bad at like i'm not a poster at heart no um you can find us on our discord mostly me posting screenshots of yuri when i get back to that um mm-hmm. uh yeah if where can people find you lauren or do you not yes, want to be I, found? I am my my non-public uh, Twitter account is becoming less and less relevant. Um, I have a Tumblr account, B E T A dash P E R S E, and a Blue Sky account at B E T B E T A P E R S E I. No dash. You can find our Discord by DMing one of us. Mm-hmm. Um, or the Crying Rules account. 
Yeah. You can find the show at Crying Rules on Twitter. Crying uh wait, what Crying, is it on you oh. changed it on co host. Uh, uh Fate Moon Ar- Fate Dash Moon Dash Archive on co host. I'm so sorry, Ben. It kills me every time. If when we oh my god, what an incredible meme last time. <laughs> So Which, good. What is last time? It's the same no to saver bullying. <laughs> yes, okay. I spent so long working on that while my while Heather, my, my wife Heather and her sister stared at me like, what the fuck are you doing? You're spending all this time on this. Um I had to like find the entire archive of Hollow Ataraxia like uh art again that someone posted on Reddit so that I could like search for that one specific picture of Saber that I couldn't find anywhere else because uh-huh. I was at my uh-huh. parents' house. Um bless It was you. really funny. Bless now, you for doing God's work, Ben. Now I have every single asset from Hollow Ataraxia on my phone. Nice. You were doing that on your phone? Oh my god. Yeah, I don't have a laptop. Um. Uh, so if you need a hollow ataraxia sprite, hit me up. What else do we do at the end? Uh, uh, Fen, if someone wanted to give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts or I don't know anywhere else, Yelp, you can give us a five star review on Yelp. Um. What's a good five? What's a good uh, prompt for a five star review? Hmm. Uh, you should answer the question, which animal sound should Shiro make when he's drunk? I haven't gotten to the drinking scenes yet. Um, you can find the show page at moonarchive.art. Uh, our schedule and your ET times might be linked in the description. Who could <laughs> say? Uh, at some point I will update the your ET time list. It's been a minute. Whoops. Oh no. Uh, You're going to have to comb through. Yes. Uh, thankfully, we put the media that we discuss in our in our descriptions. Yeah. It's I a little late. No one ever looks at them, but... It's a little late. Uh, we do put content warnings in our descriptions. Oh. Uh, yeah. We don't say them out loud anymore, but... Um, if too much work. Yeah. If uh, if you look at our descriptions, they're, they're in there if you need them. Okay. Uh, you got anything else? All right, see us out, fun. One day, let's meet in the digital sea.
What's up, fan? Uh, uh, English VN fans are are truly on one at all times. What have they done? Um. Uh. So I've heard good things about Cyanotype. Uh, Daydream, or the subtitle is uh, slash uh, translated Japanese title is the girl who dreamed the world. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's a Steam release, which is the version you should play. Because uh, the it's a um, like all ages release and it uh, it adds some new content. Okay. The the I'm looking at a patch for it that is like oh yes this is uh, this is English VN fans to me, which is like uh, delocalization is the first. Uh. Uh, restored to a high school setting rather than university. All censorship-oriented translation decisions reversed. E.g. X-sensei being translated as Mr. Ms. X rather than Professor X. Um, How is that censorship? (laughs) Great question, Ben. Uh, Or classes being classes rather than lectures. Uh, Rin sprites return to their uniform version rather than the black dress version. All nude sprites are also restored. The unrated version of the OP has been restored. God, it's like I'm back in 2005 again. Yeah. Um. It's like what, what is this thing? Uh. Yeah, Fen, you just kind of rattled off a title and I did not catch. Sorry, Cyanotype, Cyanotype Daydream. Like, uh-huh. oh. Um. It's like I could totally respect the the desire to like get back cut like adult content in a game like it's okay yeah but the like dressing it up as a crusade against censorship is what baffles me every time Mm -hmm. i'm like no it's okay you can just you know you can be horny right it's like fine yeah i don't care it's like the human condition in a lot of cases yeah this is what i mean about it feeling very like 2000s to me yeah yeah it's like it's not like oh i'm like whatever it's dumb Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, delocalization. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's yeah. There are some like car- I have some like little uh like carryover like I like honorifics and as being in and stuff like that. You know, because yeah. uh-huh. I'm, I'm a dweeb. Uh, but like, I don't know. I I think a strong localization is better than no localization. These are some of the conversations that I was having with Catherine when we were starting the, the K&K translation, mm-hmm. um, which I have sort of stalled on editing because of this. Um, and we're also waiting for the translation check on... Whatever, it doesn't matter. The, the, we, we've got, like, most of the first... Basically, the first one is mostly done. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, like, this is sort of the kind of conversations we were having. It's like... I, I am someone who likes to have, like... Um, like localization of idiom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like I was pro changing it from like uh first person to third person just because that's a more of an idiom in Japanese than it is in English and it's not like recognizably like a stylistic like a super stylistic choice. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but things like honorifics I think are nice just to have. Um yeah. but partially just because everybody who's gonna read this fucking thing, nobody's reading Kar no Kyokai. If you, don't, if you weren't enough of a weeb to know what the what the honorifics are. Impossible. There's no one out there who would do that. Right. 
Oh, my first experience with anything translated from Japanese is going to be Kotonokokai, <laughs> the Garden of Sinners. Right, the, the crying rules uh, translation. Uh-huh. Uh, well, you know, they heard about our podcast and were like, you know what I should do? Oh, I've never heard of Japan before. It sounds kind of interesting. <laughs> I should read some books. Um... I speaking of those books, I am currently looking at the like uh 20th anniversary printing copies of K and K that Fen got for me for my birthday. Ooh. They're great. The co- the cover <laughs> the covers are so funny because they are uh they didn't do like new art of the characters for the covers. They're like uh rusty building textures <laughs> just wrapped around the books. What? <laughs> yeah, it's great. So huh. Okay. Uh, just like a blue and a red book that looked like uh, a warehouse door or something like that. Mm-hmm. I can't say it's not on brand, but it is very funny. Hmm. Um. One more thing before we get into the episode. Uh, Nukitashi also just came out, or just came out actually. Final daydream. Nukitashi. It's a VN that apparently is quite good. Uh, I'll get to at some point. The Steam version is like less than 500 megs. Huh. Uh, the non-Steam version is like four and a half or five gigs. Uh, because the what? Steam version, it is a game that is mostly uh, like R18 content. Ah. And so the Steam version is... The, the Steam version does not have a background for the title screen. <laughs> oh. Oh, one of those. It's that dire, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, which is like, yes, it is uh, very explicitly about... Like, it is a game that doesn't work without the sexual content because that is what it is about. This is a case of just selling it on Steam and then you patch it? Yes, okay. yes. But it is so funny that, like... Oh yes, we're gonna sell you a version that like has basically none of the game in it. <laughs> I mean, at that point, they're just selling the the skeleton for you to to mod stuff back into. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But, but like, they're selling you the translation without knowing. <laughs> yes. That this is the thing is like, I can't imagine getting this and not knowing that there's like a that most of these games have r18 patches out there and that you just need to go looking for them um because you I would get imagine like, anybody is buying these things and like knowing about them and finding them on the internet and not knowing yeah. exactly like okay i know that I, i'm going to but i don't think anybody's first time like anybody buying this has heard it for the first time on steam i have i can't imagine that'd be impossible to me yeah I've heard, also heard good things about it. It's the same person. person who's like, I just heard about Japan. <laughs> pretty interested. Oh, right, look, yes. this one looks Jap- like a Japanese game. I'll get this. Exactly. Um, wow, no no picture on the loading screen, on the front screen, huh? Yes, I will. Uh, yeah, I've also heard good things about Hentai Prison by the same. Of what? Hentai Prison. You said we're going to cover these on podcast sometime, Fan? <laughs> Maybe. The, okay. The problem is is that Nukitachi has a long common route that is like 40 hours. 
uh-huh. before you get into character routes. I have no idea when we'll uh, be able to play that. No, it's <laughs> too long. I will do it on my own time uh-huh. at some point. Uh, I've just been in a real... Holodor actually has put me in a real uh, VN mood. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like aspirationally getting games to to read at some point. I'm sorry, like, hentai prison just sounds like the kind of thing from, like, the old, like, um, Casey Green Anime Club, uh, comic. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it is, in a, in a similar way, it is hentai in the Japanese sense, which is to say, not, like, etchy pervert, mm-hmm. but, like, someone whose tastes don't align with the mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But is it is it also an H game? Uh probably. Okay. So so both. Let me let me pull it up. Uh hentai. I feel like don't don't Google hentai. Okay, no, no, I, I was I was <laughs> live Googling yes. hentai. <laughs> 18 plus. Uh I was I was looking on VNDB. Mm-hmm. Not I see. um uh they got knee socks in this one no the like individual clothing tags on vndb is so funny to me adv major antagonist prison i had never really browsed vndb until we were talking with Catherine about like what like, we had we were, had that conversation about like um point of view multiple pov mm-hmm. uh vns and i was started browsing it for the first time and it's like wow there's like all kind of stuff on here huh heroin with big breasts Heron with small breasts, parentheses, non lolly. <laughs> right. Hold on. Um, let me find the one for hollow ataraxia. Ooh, backlog jump. Now we're talking. What'd you say? Backlog jump. Like the thing you that know? uh Fate and Holodraxia have where you can uh, go to the backlog and then load. That is fun that they have a tag for that. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know why I would ever be searching for that, but it is nice to know that it's there. So the biggest tag on Hollow Ataraxia on VNDB, the one in the largest text at the front, is 100% completion bonus. <laughs> yeah, what sure. We got here? Fictional modern-day Japanese island is a tag! <laughs> yeah, fictional modern-day um... Japanese town. What do we got here? I don't know what that means. Oh, this one also has heroin with small breasts and non-lily. Food discussions. Who who is that? Are they talking about Lin, uh, Rin? I assume Probably. they're talking about Rin. Yeah, yeah. maybe Saber. Her boobs aren't even that Saber small. Saber also. Saber, yes. yeah, but like again, they're not even that small. Christian Church. That's <laughs> shit. They, yeah, shit. That's, that's sure so do. funny. <laughs> but the the very smallest one. In so small I can barely read it on my monitor, it says bisexual heroine. <laughs> I have a little number next to it saying 0.2. They're right. They're right. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, 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 is tagged as uh, multiple perspectives. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um, anyway, I'm going to close this tab. Yeah, so I ha- I also have I've never b- actually brow like looked at VNDB beyond like in passing, you know what I mean? 
Uh, but the tags are endlessly f- amusing to me. Homemaker mm-hmm. protagonist. Oh, I wonder who that could be. <laughs> oh, I wonder who that could Wait, be. What yeah. was? Homemaker oh. protagonist. Yeah. Uh-huh. Western style manner. Western style manners should be the biggest <laughs> uh, t- tag on every Nazi work. Mm-hmm. 